round of introductions or shall we jump straight into the questions or yeah i think we... i think a round of introductions would probably be because we have we have the guardians of lore guys on or guy team i believe it would be the more accurate. Sorry, i don't know whatever it's a, it's a people term. persons yeah. entities individual Places. i don't know how many how many synonyms for this word can i come up with uh um, bodies vex no um I do so, not have milky centers. Uh, anyways, um, just gonna wow, I'm, my brain's not cooperating right now. Um, All according to plan. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. So, other than saying happy birthday to to Baxter, I didn't really have anything else planned. To be honest. Oh, okay. That's the stream. Well, that's we're done. Yep, right, we're done. All right, bye. Yeah, See was, you guys. That was a great time, guys. <laughs> nice being here. That was that was the entire. Uh, as soon as that started happening, I was like, I'm gonna say we should say happy birthday, and then I'm just gonna let Baxter take over. Which is <laughs> I mean, I get it. I, I can. You can still say happy birthday if you want. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I don't want to rob you of that joy. Oh, okay. No? All right. <laughs> okay. Well. Since I, I mean, I, I haven't met some of the people here before today, so maybe we should go through, um, and people can introduce themselves. I've I've got the the stream up on this window, so I maybe we can go through. Uh, do clockwise. The that, that, yeah. Who do we start with? Bife is on my top. Bife is first. Should we start with Baxter or Baxter? <laughs> Which Baxter goes first? <laughs> the moving one or the stationary one? Well, the stationary one's easier to catch, so. <laughs> Though at the moment they're both stationary, to be fair. Yeah. So. <laughs> what I'm really mad is he didn't use like an old photo. He screen grabbed him right through the back. Yeah. 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 No, I wish I had Nitro. <laughs> Some sort of animated. Oh, anyway. oh God! If only, yeah. If if he started screen grabbing where it was like actually moving, in uh no, my brain would probably just be like, nope, we're done. So real quick, Baxter, when I'm looking at the stream, your picture is showing up as sorry, not Baxter, Rhino. Your picture is showing up as Baxter. Yes. Why is that happening? That is because Rhino is. <laughs> I love Anon. Yeah. Anon's just like, I'm done. I give up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on from that. So, so let's have, round, round introductions, okay. starting with Bife. So, Bife, go. Uh, He's like, there. Hi, uh, my name is Bife. I do lore stuff on YouTube. I'm very happy to be on the QLR again. Uh, and thank you to the Law <laughs> Network for hosting this wonderful discussion once again. You guys are excellent. So, yes. Yeah. And then Elamist. And I guess it's me. Uh, I am Elamist, part of Guardians of Lore. I do all the back behind the scenes stuff, and I actually talk on the podcast. Um, And I'm happy to be invited. It's already been a blast. (laughs) (laughs) Green, how about you? Green Eye Music Lover from FFC, as always. Short and sweet and to the point. Miss Ivan? Miss Ivan? 
from <laughs> Guardians of Lore as well. I do our Twitter, our clan page poorly, but I do it. Um, and my Twitter. Because that'd be weird if somebody else did it. <laughs> she also handles the foolishness for the podcast. Oh, yes. Really good. I bring all the foolishness. In fact, I have been quoted as people's spirit animal, which is weird because I'm not an animal, but cool. Cool. And then this time around, we can actually see him, Guardian. I did not cut (laughs) off his face on the stream, let it be known. Yeah, I was the one talking without a face last time, like not even showing up. So I'm Guardian21. I am part of the Loose Cannon podcast. And I am Blue Crew 86, also part of FFC and uh, one of the big people behind the Lore Network, along with Green. Um, so, yeah. And then we have Baxter 1.0, <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> Rhino. Okay. Well, wait, would I'm that Baxter. be Baxter? Is it Baxter? Well, see, I was thinking 1.0 because it's the first round around. Baxter 1.1.2. 1.1.2. 1. 1. 1. Backstreet Boy. Oh my god. And I thought I was gonna make a bad joke by calling Baxter 1.0 beta or something, but no, this is this 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 is this is excellent. I run the I run the Istar Collective. It's this really cool website. This time on the everybody, QLR, everybody I uses it live on Twitch. <laughs> Nobody Baxter, talks about it, just but it's squid. where they get all their info from. And oh, I live in the Jurassic period, so it's like, <laughs> it's like a totally different time zone there or time period. Time zone. Oh, man. What's the difference, really? <laughs> no, that's how we get Baxter to quit. <laughs> I'll stop. Usually, I'll stop. usually it takes it takes a little while before things <laughs> fall apart. I'm impressed. If I'm <laughs> no, I'm I'm Rhino underscore six 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 on Twitter. I'm a member of the Loose Cannon podcast also, and I run a <clears throat> uh, a web page or website called DestinyArmoryDefined.com, and we do uh, lore cards every Thursday on Twitter. And Hyven. Cool. I am Hyven. I am also a host of Guardians of Lore. Um, and yeah, basically it. And then Anon? Anon. Oh, uh, I'm Anon Pig. <laughs> uh, I'm on Loose Cannon with Baxter, Guardian, and Rhino. Yeah, high five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to do this. Nice. I high five too. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like I've already been introduced. uh, (laughs) And I'm Baxter. And I Backstreet. The I work on the Ishtar Collective. D Ishtar. What? What? T. Just ignore it. (laughs) The Ishtar Collective. To Istra. It's making sure. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I got tapes. <laughs> so, <laughs> with with introductions out of the way, shall we uh, go through the questions that people submitted? 
I think that's a great idea. Uh, just real quick, also, for anyone who is listening to the recording or watching the archive, <clears throat> wherever, uh, we will probably, I'll try to do better this time about putting up a uh, post following the go live of this uh, over on the lornetwork.com. And I will make sure, I know there's a couple people in chat asking for like Twitter accounts and other information. I'll try to get all those uh, linked up on the post as well. So afterwards, if you're listening to this and you want to know where you can find everyone who just sounded off, uh, we'll have a list of those links on the blog posts that I have. I will have set up over on the lore network uh, website, which is again, the lore So what with all that, um, yeah, Baxter, let's, let's, uh, let's go and let's dive into the questions. Let's see if we can get through. How many did we get through last time? Three, four. Three. four? Oh, we got through four. <laughs> wow. But you guys okay. made a lot of action. Not enough. Not enough is the answer. I mean, we only had like, we only had like 98 to get through and we ended with 103 to get through. We somehow mm. accumulated more than we started with. Which yeah. is about I think, I think it'll be okay, though. I think it'll be okay, because the first question is not open-ended at all. Okay? <laughs> I was going to say it back. Uh, quick, quick. Anand's not here. Ask it before we can get it, before he can get back. <laughs> then we'll definitely... We're like, oh, we already talked about it. We already talked about it. I don't know. The, the first question is from Volshock Berserker, who runs the Did You Know Destiny uh, account, which is really cool, and you should you should follow that. Um, and his question is, what are your thoughts on the unveiling law book? Oh, man. I think it's very revealing. Yes. This is going to be one (laughs) divide. Oh, Oh, no, he's back. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, before he puts his headphones on. Welcome. Drop the veil. Drop the veil. (laughs) And and that's how we got rid of all of the elephants. Here's my first question. Are we talking about the entirety of the book, or are we talking about the book that has been released thus far? I've been asking that for, like, Because <laughs> the ending so of the book is we... way, like, changes the perspective immensely. I wouldn't even say the ending. I would just say, like, two of the the entries that haven't been released. Yeah. The last so how many, uh, so, so green's going to slap me again. How many, how many of the entries do we still have left to go? We are currently on T equals zero. So then there is Cambrian pattern fall wager and, uh, uh, the last one. So yeah, four I don't more. really know how to talk about that book without the rest of those entries. Now full that I know those entries. Full disclosure, I've decided to go along with the discussion as unfolds. I, I've not even read anything past Pattonfall. So, yeah. Wow. Aside yeah. from just the fact that I... I was forced yeah, no. to read, I read P53, P53, and I got in a yeah, huge so... argument with Green about it. Well, we're past well, P53. P53's out now. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We yeah, talked about it. We talked about it on the last stream. We talked a lot about it. Yeah, I deleted several Titans and got the book early. Well, it's okay. They're Titans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel hurt. hurt. I, I, I enjoyed disrespect <laughs> for Titans, there, but wow, <laughs> it took I like, me days. I like how you were so specific about it. Wasn't that you deleted a yeah, character? Well, it was going to be warlocks, but then to make a warlock, I'd have to delete one of my hunters. So I was like, all right, bye, Titan. <laughs> no. I, feel, I feel less good about wow. this. No, I feel less good about this. <laughs> yeah. 
And Titans are easy mode anyway, so. So, so I think we have seven out of eleven. Is that right? Yes, that would be eleven minus four. Correct. Mm-hmm. Because T, T equals zero. zero. T equals zero is not on. I'm, I'm glad people can do math. <laughs> math is hard. Mm. Yeah, T equals zero isn't like updated, but it's <clears throat> it's owned by people. And technically, anyone that has three characters right now has the whole book. That's why it's like, <laughs> should you even feel bad about talking about the whole book? Yeah, um, I know. I have mixed just, feelings about it. It's just the reveal of everything towards the end that I think Seth and the writers are wanting to keep at least under wraps. That way the, the major community who hasn't like farmed it can get the reveal mm. as it's intended because I know he was we'll making have time a big for the grind on the yeah, farm. He was making a big um, statement about it on Twitter the other day, so I I don't mind keeping it under wraps a little bit. I think the the concepts that we're getting the the perspective of actually hearing avatars of the darkness and avatar of the the light that concept is interesting. They, no, they actually have, have very bad a, analogies. <clears throat> they do, but <laughs> well, what do you mean by that, Blue? Oh, P fifty three or P is it P what P fifty three? P fifty three. It's a yeah. terrible analogy. You can't put morality <laughs> on genetics. Like it's like, hey, this this uh, this protein has morality. No, no, it doesn't. That's not. It's not possible. Like, I mean, it could. Have you ever watched Stargate? It happens a lot. Oh God! Don't why? Why? <laughs> why? Why? See? Oh God! It's not. It's not that the protein has morality. Oh, it's that God. the intent behind the protein and the morality of that. Yeah, but I mean, but that. Protein. But yeah. in, in this, I thought is, it was more of the concept well, of it being okay, instituted. So, right, so and that that kind of gets into the whole thing of like intellectual design and stuff like that. Like, I mean, that yeah, I mean, and that's go. where that's where on on our episode <laughs> that we just that I kind of went into a spiral on it. Um, mm-hmm. That's where I kind of was like falling. I was falling apart because it's like I was like, there's a lot more being said here than just being like, oh, hey, what I think right. is what's trying to be done is uh, a very basic example of like, you know, destruction is not always bad. I'm like, okay, cool, that's fine, but because of the example that was used, it's like it opens a, a can of worms in regards to okay, but if you're saying that this is is designed with a morality, then what you're also saying is that this was designed intellectually and designed with intent, which is not the same as you know basically natural order. Right. It's, I think it's what a, he's trying to say. I think what he's trying to say, Blue, is that he he's trying to use an analogy to. The, to show an origin point for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for for you know sentience in in and of itself. I don't right. think he's ne- necessarily trying to endorse uh, a morality factor within, you know, like basic a- autonoma. But what he's but, what he's drawing is he's re he's recycling the material from the darkness three card and showing you how the winning play forced itself into reality through it throughout the building blocks of matter and biology. Which was, you know, the 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 fundament soup that soup that was on, you know, Earth as mm-hmm. it was, you know, its prim- primordial broth as it was churning right. up life. Right. That that one was yet. At the same time, though, 
in P53, the last line is, is, is P53 an agent of the darkness or the light? Mm -hmm. And we, we know that, like, we think of the darkness and the light as moral outlooks, as philosophies. No, I don't know. I don't know. What am I going to say? Are you going to say good and evil? <laughs> oh, do no. Moral I don't view them as good and evil, actually. Those are small words for small minds. That's How what I've always you? said. <laughs> <laughs> Something I think we all agree on. <laughs> I really don't like calling the, the winnower the darkness anymore, like seeing this, this mm. new perspective. Like, even just from what we've right. gotten, it really shines light on it. It, <clears throat> it is objectively a cruel philosophy, but it's not exactly... I don't think you can call it evil. Well, well, no, but here's, I mean, here's I a good way. Here's a way. Here's a good way. Goff put it. He just said it's it's the good and bad guys, right? So it depends on what side of the fence you're on. So yeah. there are good good guys, and then there are bad guys. So there's good guys, I, bad guys. I don't know if I don't know if I agree yeah. because, like, the thing is, if you look at the world that we live in, social Darwinism is bad. <laughs> like objectively, yeah, yeah it is no, bad. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. and and it it is an it is a. <laughs> A dangerous philosophy that has led to like real like sig significant bad things happening in the world and you know there are there are periods you know um at the at the start of the 20th century where social darwinism was adopted heavily and it it had a very terrible you know um the the the, the events that it led to were pretty catastrophic and yeah, I feel the, it though, was used as a justification for some atrocities. Yeah, that, all mm -hmm. kinds of atrocities, yeah. and and some of some of the 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 atrocities that it that it ju supposedly justified carried on well into the twentieth century. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel as though the darkness is constantly making an argument for social Darwinism. That's the okay. Maybe maybe not the darkness. Maybe the 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 winnower. Is making the argument, but but even so, I think I agree that it is just a philosophy, and a philosophy on its own isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right. But well, the, the end result is the hive, and the hive are, are like they will they will destroy everything in order to prove that they have the right to existence I, over everybody I, I else. Think I I kind of disagree there. I think the hive are <laughs> a fanatical branch of the philosophy. They aren't yeah. mm -hmm. you can exist in the philosophy without being that far well well that, that's, way that's true it. but it's but that's the same you know like there were plenty of people who said who was like social darwinists maybe that's not the right word who you know mm -hmm. they might not have necessarily carried out those actions themselves but they they but by created proxy, a, they supported a world. It. Yeah, they created yeah. a world in which those actions weren't challenged. Well, and it goes I, back and, to you know. There, go for it. Go for it. No, no, I, I was just gonna. You know, we had a discussion about who is it that Oryx spoke to. Mm -hmm. You know, he he had this conversation with the darkness, but like, I mean, was that was that somebody else besides the Winnower? I mean, I I I think he he had a conversation with the Winnower. In, in some capacity. And the Winnower effectively endorsed the actions of the Hive. So, to me, they might not necessarily share exactly the same, like, implementation, exactly the same, like, um, they might not carry out the philosophy in the same way. It's not the same but means, think... but the end is the same for them. Yeah, yeah. 
And so you have, I mean, and that's, and that's also the other thing. Like there's, there's like two things I was going to say is like, first off, uh, when you're dealing with like from a philosophical standpoint, when you're dealing with the concept of like energy or force, it's not that the energy or the force has a, a good or bad tone. It's how it's used. It's the direction that it's pointed in that is the good or bad. So like you can have, you can be strong without being evil, but if you're strong and you're evil, that's a different than if you're strong and you're, you know, arguably good but the other thing too that it always reminds me of is a lot of the ancient portrayals of like thanos or the reaper um you know in and of themselves thanatos was never um evil he was just apathetic he was doing a job that was given to him by the higher higher powers of his of his pantheon basically uh, it's similar with like the presentation of the Reaper that came about during the Black Plague, and you know has <clears throat> is the more common one that we have today, where it's you know the what the guy with the scythe. Uh, that in particular individual was never portrayed as being malevolent. He was just there. He was he was doing a job. He was reaping that which was due to be reaped. Uh, it was never, he never actually, there, it's very rare in a lot of the original mythos for the Reaper that you see him taking any pleasure in doing, in completing his task. Like a lot of times he's actually almost more of a comforting figure uh, because he's just there to pick up the souls and take them to whatever, you know, mm -hmm. at that time, the afterlife. Uh, that's yeah, kind of the way anamorphous that changed over time. Well, yeah. And yeah, and, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, that's very true too. But I mean, but the point there is like, even that concept that, that, um, that presentation of death, like as, as and that's kind of where I kind of see the winnower is kind of, he's, he's not a reaper. He's a winnower, which we kind of got into a little bit. This slightly different. Um, but he's the, the figure, the entity of the winnower is just fulfilling a purpose within the giant game of uh, what was it? green? Do you remember what game it was? Um, the flower game. Oh, the flower game. It's uh, yeah, the flower it game. It's yep. Yeah. It is it? Is in it. It actually exists. Yeah, it does. It's Monopoly. No, no. It's oh gosh. It's Conway's. 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 That's what it was. I was like, I, I, I always forget the name of it. Uh, but so like they're simply. I, oh my god! I'm so sorry. I laughed at that, Anon. I only laughed because I thought you said Monopoly, not Conway's. <laughs> no, I think he did say Monopoly. <laughs> I, I, to be I, fair, I, he did I, say he Monopoly. Did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. All right, fine. You're just a prankster. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Conway's Conway's Monopoly yes. is how I'll remember that from now on. Um, <laughs> but uh, but like I mean, the winner is simply following a function within that. Like you know. Um, and, and that goes back again to the conversation. And I think Rhino, this might've been what you were saying is like, that's the conversation, right? About P53 is if the winner is simply following the function of the design. I, the problem that I have there is that even then you can't say that the winner is evil. It's the person who designed right. the system that would, should be questioned. But then you, then you're going to get into the, the ever in the never ending first mover argument because it's always got right. like once you once you start down that path it's a never-ending cycle because you right. always it, are going to have it, until you meant, get to an unmoved it's, mover it's it's meant to invoke the question of what came first it's like the chicken before the god dude you know, it's, it's, causal it, dilemmas i did no 
Yeah, and that's the only reason it's there. It's it's to bring forth a, a moral dilemma so that you can question everything that's going on in the game. Mm-hmm. So it it it, it evokes a sense of of um, uh, almost a it's almost a sense of paradox. The fact that you exist at all, you know, mm-hmm. and and so what and what they're trying to do is just they want to pique your curiosity so that when you're investigating these things in the lore, uh, you can find what what the bigger purpose of everything is. Um, and and then to use analogies is really confined. You're you're building a uh, a confine or a right. structure that uh, only allows you to see past what you're what you're reading. So they're doing their best to kind of give you an abstract idea, idea, but allow you to come up with your own conclusion based on the facts that are presented within. The- but so uh, we're we're talking about it, and we're saying like. You know, the philosophy doesn't have to be evil, but it, he did kind of endorse the hive, which are objectively like a, a bad force in the universe, you know, that's going around yeah. killing people. But you, you have to remember the winnower and the gardener are not like we we are very low level beings to them. Right. They are just playing a game. And the winnower was content with just playing with flowers, and the gardener was the one that yep. you know, and I think that's fit. that's the point that I'm at too, is like in that analogy, it's not actually the winnower that we should be yeah. upset with. It's the yeah. it's the gardener because the gardener, out of a sense of it, it struck me when it's, I when I read the P fifty three card. It struck me as a, yeah. a frustrated pride mm-hmm. that he was like, or it was like, no, we're she, gonna make a new rule, and it's yeah, you know, it's like, oh my god, just. Yeah, because that's, that's kind of what I was going down, was just the fact that in the initial card, Gardener and Winnower, we see that the Gardener's original purpose was to plant the seeds, and as you mentioned, the Winnower was the Reaper. Um, but when the Gardener decided that it needed a new rule, because it didn't like the pattern that kept popping mm-hmm. up, it was actually kind of sidestepping its original purpose yep. and kind of taking that of the Winnower. So, as you mentioned, so if you really want to... If you want to look... I was just going to um, go ahead, Green. I was just going to say that's literally the whole point of the the gardener. The gardener is expansive growth, so of course it's going right. to push outside of its normal bounds. That's what the, that's what it's going to do. It's its nature to do that. But its growth only allowing the growth to do what the gardener wants. It only hurts those around it more yeah, instead right. of living in a in a, a society of forces. Flowers. Yeah, instead so, of instead of flowers being equal and peaceful. They're they're leaching each other's sunlight, their mm-hmm. water, their nutrients, and it's, you know. I think that's the exact dilemma that he's wanting us to think about, though. That we need the winnower to help mitigate unnatural growth. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of P fifty three. It's the cancer concept. Cancer in an environment that is meant to thrive is deadly. Anything in excess is deadly in some ways. So the winnower being there to be able to help uh, mitigate the situation or to help cut down a coal or winnow itself, he's making a case for it being a good thing, not a bad. So I just want to, I want to touch on a point. Um, uh, basically, good point. Sorry, let me let me just gather my thoughts. Sorry. So I don't know if you know much about John Conway, who created the Game of Life and Monopoly. 
And he, well, he did not. He did not create Monopoly. Um, okay, I'm sorry. He stole it from the woman that created Monopoly. This is that is also not true. But we'll just keep on going. Um, so he cellular automata. One of the one of the one of the points um, that that was made a minute ago. I can't remember who made it. Um, was maybe. Um, maybe it was Hyven actually. Was that. This was an introduction by the gardener of an arbitrary rule. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that, that John Conway talks about a lot is that when they would, he, he was coming up with the design for this game of life, which is like a cellular automata game. You know, you, you, you set up that it, it has a certain set of rules. Yeah, it's a zero player game. Yeah. And, and basically you will end up, eventually you will end up with some sort of stable shape they played so much with trying to come up with the rules. All of the rules are arbitrary. All of the rules were just defined by them in order to have some sort of pleasing results. They didn't actually know when they created the game of life that it was going to be capable of doing all of the things that it was capable of doing. Like you can build, um, because it's effectively a Turing machine, they didn't know it was a it was right. Turing, a Turing machine, but you can effectively build a computer within the game of life but but they didn't know about any of this complexity they just introduced some arbitrary rules and were like here's something cool that you can do you know it's a, it's an interesting toy so I, I you know they were they were explicitly aiming to to put together a set of rules that would produce things that were interesting and i feel as though that's exactly the same as what the the gardener was doing when he, when he introduced this she. additional rule she sorry introduced this additional rule they, they were just trying that there's there's no there's no reason why the rules that were in place are any less valid than the rule that the gardener added to say i'm going to give a benefit to uh heterodoxy i don't know how you pronounce that no yeah, that's right. i, I wasn't you know? arguing that it necessarily didn't have the right to make the rule just mm-hmm. that in the way we view quite possibly the gardener, in a positive light, we were talking about that good and evil. In the same way, there's nothing to say that the winnower is flawed in its logic. Mm-hmm. That it does not want that rule. Uh, that it wants the natural pattern of life to continue on towards that final shape. So I just argued the fact that, you know, we, we talked about before. You can't really look at these as, um, you know, good and evil. Maybe more of in, like, order and chaos. Uh, right. They have a different balance. Mm. But it's well, interesting that that actually the gardener favors chaos. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's kind and of think, what I thought was kind of odd. Yeah, and I think that's well, interesting, the, really. Right, and like Anon was saying, is like we're such low, we're so low on this whole totem pole right now. It's like you know, to us, the gardener currently, who we assume is the gardener, looks to be good, simply because in this analogy, we're the cancer cells. We don't want to be yeah. winnowed. The other thing is and to sure. keep in mind the perspective of who we're seeing this through. We're right. seeing oh, this yeah. through right. the yeah. artifacts yeah. slash the winnower's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's we not biased. Have, we don't really have when you when you look at the the books of sorrow and you look at the the unveiling book and you compare it to what we have from the the perspective of the agents of the light, which is like the Alpha Lupi cards, I suppose, and mm-hmm. that's that's it. Other than the stuff that guardians have created, you know, I understand guardians are agents of the light, but not really. We don't we don't have any inside info on why we are doing the things that we're doing. 
Yeah, so and it, I actually it's think kinda, that <clears throat> I think it actually backs up the idea that the gardener is chaos and the or the gardener is chaos and the winnower is order because the the air, air quotes there dark side um, is much more organized in the way that they've dis, they've uh, distributed the information, whereas the gardener is like, I'm going to sing a song. Not to mention that all and that's it. end up being similar, right? Right. Mm-hmm. With the darkness, it reduces to a single pattern. With yeah. um, I say the darkness again. With the winnower, it reduces to a single pattern. With the uh, gardener, it quite thoroughly does not. It's in mm-hmm. defiance of that idea. Also, I, I've got to go back to kind of touching on a point that Hyven brought up, which is that, yeah, I disagree with the very first principle of the argument, which is, uh, at least from the winnower's perspective, which is simply that the universe was this way and that it simply had to be this way. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I take issue with that first premise partly because I don't trust what's being written here and partly because mm. I think that there are flaws with the idea that you can define how the universe works on a philosophical level such as this. The thing about this, it goes back to, okay, take it to the dumbest potential extent and say that the universe is infinite or say that we are not going to be able to understand all of the universe from any perspective even if you are a cosmic entity such as the winner or the gardener i think that therefore trying to come up with some kind of philosophy where you divide and uh try and figure out some form of efficiency to the universe is maybe foolish in it, to a certain extent i feel as though there's this assumption that there is a best way as opposed to just ways well right? but that that harkens back to the whole concept of intellect design intellectual design too because like if you if you because there's like there's really two paths there right like either you have an intellectual design or you don't and if you have an intellectual design then Conway's game of life makes a lot of sense because that's what is the underlying um, the underlying philosophies of the existence of this particular universe whereas if you don't have that then you're right then it's just it's just happenstance that the game of life happens to coincide with the way things were it's but i mean that's that's a that's another like giant debate too that's up there with the unmoved mover debate is is there is there logic to the existence of everything or isn't or is there not right so again i i just take issue generally with anything that's come from if it came from the pyramids i don't trust it in particular as well i i feel like there's a like, yeah, there are similarities you can look to mm-hmm. in other pieces of old text, whether it's Alpha Lupi or whether it's the Books of Sorrows. But generally speaking, I feel as though every single one of those is going to have the perspective bias to it, you know? Oh, whether yeah. you're talking about the perspective of the light or whether it's, you know, a story that is very much told from the perspective of Oryx uh, in the Books of Sorrow from, like, verses three onwards. You know, the minute mm-hmm. that Savathun kind of leaves the picture... And occasionally when Shibor Roth has like a party or there, like shut them in cages. Yeah, sure. For the most part, it's it's a very, very kind of like first person perspective there. You know, you're not sitting and looking at something from some kind of grand historical moment. You're looking at it instead with the personal touch of Oryx. Right. So I yeah, I can't touch I, I I any of that. Don't trust the traveler. <laughs> Well, you're talking I, about you don't yeah. trust it coming from the pyramid ships. I don't trust the traveler. So for me, you know, 
and at the risk of sounding stupid, I don't even feel like I should be talking half the time right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nope. you you have every, every right every to you have every but, right as everyone else does. Um, yep. but anyways, my thing is like I don't think you can boil either one of them down to good or bad or even like a predetermined this is this and this is this because we've seen the traveler make decisions. We've seen the traveler do different things. We've seen the traveler come up against a conflict and decide, okay, now I need to do this. Clearly that probably, like, I don't think that was a predetermined thing that was always going to happen to the traveler. Um, You know, like breaking and having the ghost come out um, and having all the light come out. And so like, for me, I think it's looking at them as a whole and their actions as a whole not taking one particular thing and saying okay you are light or okay you are darkness or you are good and you are evil but looking at them as a whole and for me personally not having any background from the traveler the traveler just saying get up take a gun and go i think it's kind of sketch but i'm team traveler's bad and that's it's like, one of those things where it's like i i personally kind of line up more with the traveler and the darkness are more chaos and order versus good and light because yeah. even with this we that all have our own chaos. personal morality and morality is very open-ended to what we believe mm-hmm. so we are all viewing and reading this book from our own stance of morality meaning one person can read this book and go no the winner is absolutely right what needs to happen and then someone else can look at it and go no this is completely wrong because my own personal moral standard Mm. says it is and that's the hardest thing about this book and what's going on is it's such massive philosophies that you can't like get it unbiased because we all have a personal moral stake in what's going on and want to interpret the good and bad as our own moral standard right or one of those in light and darkness yeah, I was just say it's also as as I think Baxter was mentioning, just the fact that we haven't got a lot of perspective from the traveler. Uh, so the information we kind of have to go on, unfortunately, comes from the other side. So obviously there's going to be bias, but it's you know we're we're working with what we got, and it is sometimes as readers we apply our own bias, and not to mention the bias that we might be reading into the cards that they also might have themselves. So it's always fun how bias compounds on itself, and mm-hmm. next thing you know, you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of that's going to unveil too in the next entries that we can't talk about yet. We're not even we're, we're not even going to debate them once we've read the rest of it. So but while it's great, you know, and this some of this is a little bit of a, a, a discourse, but uh, I think what's going to happen is some people are going to be like, oh, crap, <laughs> that was not what I thought. So then a lot of debate in the new cards, like even with the last one, with everything being said, I still think there's a lot of bias that can be put on the entries and a lot of argument that can be made for or against what is said. Yeah, I think you're right, too. And I think what's happening right now is, you know, it's so intriguing and it's in, it's it's making us question everything, which is probably a good thing. Right. So well, then speaking me... of new lore. Unless Anand's going to derail it back. <laughs> oh well yeah kind of kind of in the, the realm i wanted to ask something uh because it did happen uh when we when we first started getting unveiling eris is like oh they're they're trying to convince us of something and then it's like well i mean we should listen no one's ever told us these things before and it's <laughs> like kind of been escalating more and more to being okay with what's being said and i think it was two weeks ago last week mm. uh when the- she goes Right. For the pyramid. She, she yeah, touches the pyramid. She, yep. she touches the, the statue of the very odd shaped humanoid ish figure. Um if you really get up close to that, it's like they have like 
a, a five foot long neck. It's mm-hmm. it's weird, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, she touches it and her her rock starts pulsing with like more geometry. I guess is how I describe mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like less of a spherical shape, more like a super sided object. A more yeah, lots perfect of polygons. final shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and you know, she touches it, she's like, oh. And then she's like, oh, wait a second. And she uh, like I really get... just puts her hand on it and smiles. So um what are what are your guys' thoughts on that mm. particular? Mm-hmm. There's so just just real quick, chat chat has chat has the bed. <laughs> right. She touched, she touched the butt. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. I, I I would like to refer to this very simple rule that you go for from the old school days of WoW raiding, which I never took part in, but they are so infamous that I know this phrase, even having not played WoW, which is very simply. If you see something on the ground and you didn't put it there, don't touch it. <laughs> that's not wow. That's like every RPG <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. That's like that's life, right? Right. That's what the airport tells you every time you go. Yeah. Bags that are not yours may be removed and destroyed. Yeah. Um... So I think so. Moving on from the unveiling lore book to this question point, probably got to move on from unveiling. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I know what you what you want from this question. I don't well, know. It's just a legitimate question. <laughs> <laughs> there was no there was no alternative at all. Talk about all cat for like two hours. <laughs> what? Okay, Guardian, go. <laughs> what? So I think is the card that comes out with the update on Ishtar Collective that I read, with and it letter. is talking. In the pyramid, Ares mm-hmm. saw into the darkness, which was something that wasn't supposed to happen. And they got kind of excited because she learned more oh, yeah, about it. About that. Regarding the pyramid, where she basically says, like, darkness and saw that it doesn't really give a crap about us, that it doesn't mm-hmm. fear us. Like you said, like, we're just ants to these people. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of it, was this, like, I've gone through all this suffering. And I know it's worth it because now I'm going to show the darkness that it should fear us. Gave her resolve. I want to screw over the darkness. Mm -hmm. It was one of the letters to the queen, but it actually never got sent, or at least a portion of it never got sent. Yeah, she sent it like three times and revised it or something. Mm -hmm. Then one also to Ikora, I believe. Yeah, Uh, to Ikora, mostly to the queen. Yeah, there's two. I think there, yeah, there were two to Ikora, and then everything else was to the queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wasn't. That wasn't a loaded question. I was genuinely curious. I forgot all about that entry until you brought it up. <laughs> Why bring a fusion rifle into this? <laughs> Shall we go on to the next question? Let's do it. Yeah, that sounds like an idea. Let's. Do okay, so Dylan Westenhofer. I think I pronounced that right. That's an awesome but, but I don't name. know. That's a phenomenal Said, name. It is a pretty cool name. Which one are you reading? Um, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> where are you? looking for the name. Are you on the... Have you got the, the sheet? Oh, yeah. That you, you, yeah. Got it. You see the second tab at the bottom? 
Oh, man, he's got this thing even more organized than I thought. Okay. Oh, there it is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The the first sheet, that's just the start. (laughs) He's got got it weighted. He's got it. (laughs) This is, yeah. He sent out a link that that lists, you know, linked us straight to top questions. I I get, you know, I try try my best, but. (laughs) I love your Excel spreadsheets. I'm a fan of Excel. Thank you. That's, that's all. That's all I've ever wanted to hear. It also sounds like something. Someone's alarm is going off or something. Yeah, someone's giving us some feedback. Too. Right, I hear that too. Ooh. I can't tell. Like a hummingbird. Me. Yep, it's guardian. Yeah, it's guardian. Yeah, it's guardian. Oh no! <laughs> so say everyone mute at the same time. Wait, that doesn't sound <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So the next question from Dylan Westenhofer is with the recent season I don't know why I pronounced season so strangely there, sorry. With the recent season being on the Black Garden and the collective effects that inhabit it and the season of the Drifter going over the shadows of Yore and the Drifter's work with the Nine, what faction would you love to see explored in a future season of Destiny? Hmm. All of them. Yeah, you can just do a round table with that. Everyone yeah, let's has do, let's a, do, let's let's do what what's that thing called, Anon? Wasn't it like or something rally, like faction rally? What? Hmm. Wasn't that wasn't that an event that used to exist? Rally the troops. Why are yeah. you throwing this to me? Yeah, because <laughs> you you were like you raised your hand, okay, and I saw your hand go up. <laughs> yeah, because I had an answer. No. <laughs> then you, we should start with you then. Kentar three. Oh, oh Kentar yeah. three. Oh, yes. We are yeah, owed fifteen entries from mm. I think now three weeks ago. That's going to talk about the possibility or possibly more in-depth proof of guardians that have accepted a darkness power. Yeah, because that's I don't also think with the uh, is it cryptic crypticons. Yeah, cryptocons. Uh, I don't Which know. Is, that sounds familiar, though. Crypticons the, uh, are the. Order, hang on, I'm pulling up yeah. my list real quick. It's, the crypt, yeah, crypticon order. order. Of warlocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an order They're, of warlocks that basically got. Um, not disbanded, but exiled from the city around the same time as Osiris. Yeah, uh-huh. which implies that they were connected, given also that they're connected to the Garden and the Vex. Mm-hmm. Well, do, do, way, do, I don't do. think a, a very popular thing when it comes to like Dark Guardians is that people always say like, oh, we're going to get like a Darkness subclass. I don't think it's going to be a subclass. I think it's going to be a unique thing where it's like you leave Hunter, Titan, Warlock behind, you become... Mm-hmm whatever mm. it would be which would make some I mean, new class to be I fair mean, that's, though that's... that would make sense i mean yeah. and then you would have your three subclasses of darkness with three skill trees so mm. it's very think... dredge and yori do you think that the three subclasses of darkness would still encompass the powers of the... void yeah absolutely because it's not a new energy. That's why, like, I'm like, right. no, darkness isn't an energy. It's <laughs> not. It's I mean, unless thing. they unless they introduce the unless they do introduce a fourth uh, component, which we've kind which of talked they could about do too. As well, right, right. Well, but, I mean, that's what I mean. It would that would follow the natural order because you would have what is it? Strong, weak. Well, weak would be the gravity. radio gravity. Yeah. I can never remember the, the electric one. Um, but like the <laughs> electric electro, that one that one I don't know this is not I'm I'm philosophy I don't deal with real stuff don't you people know this 
Um, yeah, but you're yeah, very but, good at philosophy. Yeah, I yeah, thank you. Um, it's kind of hard to be bad at it, isn't though? Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell people that. Don't tell people that. Don't tell people that. Okay, oh. it's, it's 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 gravitational, electromagnetic, and strong weeks. Strong weak force is, is its own. So right. strong weak force. Yeah, but we currently with, currently uh, in game we don't yeah. have a weak force because that's radioactive decay, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Strong is considered solar and thorn right. is considered radioactive Active decay. decay. But... Right. Which is also the explanation for like the DOT or the damage over time stuff. I mean, so that that would be where I know a lot of people were like I think it was like two or three years ago. A lot of people yeah. were excited about possibly introducing that type of energy type, which would be both very fun and absolutely terrifying uh, to have a class yeah. based around damage over time. That would, ugh. I would love it. <laughs> Chad, code of the Chernobyl yeah. engineer. Wow. That would be a good Titan. Well, it's not great, but it's not terrible either. <laughs> Got a lot of power. We can't have a poison class because we're guardians, not Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, let's not turn Destiny into Pokemon. We have a yeah, we did have you, a type for everything. Anon, did I you see the tight. reveal about the uh, Meowth about how he's not fluffy? He just has a beard. I I don't understand that Meowth and its <laughs> new evolution. That's very. I saw awesome. that and I immediately <laughs> thought of you. I thought I was like, oh no, I want you run out of ideas. <laughs> that makes two of us. Yeah. Fife, I loved your Chernobyl reference. I just want to say. You. I'm so glad I feel like it, it was <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I'm getting to it. Ah, that's great. I mean it's not great. It's it's, it's awful, it's, but it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a good show, not a good thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was Chernobyl the one with the, the melted face guy? The white, the white face, and oh yes, and then they parodied it, and they were like, "What's up?" and all that. <laughs> I didn't see that. One. No, that that was that was Scream. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I like Scream. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> so Derailed. Right Anyways, back to the question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what was the question? Right, so this was supposed, I I think think you really first it, this was supposed to be an easy question. We just went around in a circle and we were supposed yeah. to knock it out. That did not happen. What, what factions are we yeah. looking forward to seeing getting so, forward in the future? Yeah. So Anon has, has given his answer. Does anybody else want to... Do we remember the original question is my question? Oh, yeah. Which faction um, do we want to see more of? Uh-huh. Yes. Hmm. So I would love to see more from the Concordat. Ooh, that's a shout. That would be interesting. Where's Lysander? Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. We got a sparrow I mean, three years ago, and right, that was that was. Yeah. Well, we got the we got the lore from the um the helmet also, which mm-hmm. has Lysander text, very much mm-hmm. written in like a war mind style almost. I mean, there's there's been a lot like there's the like you know Anon's the Cryptarch three the the. Crypticon order. There's also the warlocks of the Abenaki Peaks that get mentioned recently. Oh, uh, Let's go there. Yeah, the Thin uh, Thanatonauts. Like you know, we have the Sunbreakers kind of back and forth with uh, what was it? Phoenix Cradle is one of the more recent ones where we see the the uh, setting up mm-hmm. of them or the setting up of. It's not it's like the, the, the end yeah. of the first Imperial <clears throat> Magistrate. <clears throat> 
and then yeah. move to elect a second one. Right. And I mean, and then like there's the like the Sun Legion. I mean, like there's a lot of them out there that there's like little little tidbits. I mean, I mean, even with Anor and the Praxix, we got a bunch kind of sitting there oh. that could go there. That's the Firebreak oh, with so uh, many holes. Yeah, I'm interested in the Firebreak. The Firebreak so. and uh, who's the who's the the racer with the dragon? Is that oh, uh, Ariadne Gris? Ariadne Gris. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so on that note of Praxix, though, Blue, because Praxix be my boys and girls, Arnold represent, I am a full snitch. But <laughs> if you like with all the stuff that we've discovered recently, it would be a really interesting um, opportunity to take two forces that are definitely opposed and set them up uh, against each other along these fundamentalist lines. Which Ooh. makes me think you could have the Praxix opposing something like, say, um, the Trinary Star Cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean the Binary Star Cult? No, Trinary Star Cult. <laughs> yeah. No, so I feel like that would be an amazing basis for jumping in and getting... Yeah, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> Blue's just every, being a pill. Every time, really every, it doesn't matter which one you choose, there's always the option to be like, oh, you mean the Trinary Star Cult? No, no, the Binary... Uh. Yeah, but I yeah, see what no, you're I, saying, Bife. Like a strong, much. weak battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, like there's so much uh, that you can build into those two perspectives, right? And um, having them as uh, one force that was previously seen as, you know, I mean, they they quote it as heretical in the original Darkness Grimoire card, which is fascinating to hear. Hmm. But then if you pit that up against another force, which is um equally fanatical um but quite clearly for the other side of things you're left with two groups of people that you will find a very hard time identifying with mm-hmm. and you may be left to sort of muddle out the gray in between which i think is what we really should be doing you know yeah because there's also this. the dead end cure i forgot about them it would be the pretty poetic considering everything we're getting with unveiling to see the factions those two factions a strong and weak compete I'm, against each other philosophies and what i'm sorry blue you said the dead end what dead end cure, dead end cure. is that it's what they cr- were called i remember the mm-hmm. dead end the yeah dead end dead cure end. is the first brother and second or first brother and first sister were the only two that we really had it was a pseudo it was an armor from it, what am uh, I thinking of? I'm thinking of the uh, the skeleton. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're thinking. You're thinking of um, the revolution. Yeah, dead zone yeah, revolution. Dead zone revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. Okay. That's, that's uh, from that's from D one, right? Yeah, that was the... a speaker uh, cloak. Right. And they yeah, also yeah. had an emblem that mimicked the emblem design of the trinary star. Yes. Trinary which was where cult. all the confusion was for yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I there's think, also the nuclear the zones. I think they were. Yeah. The what? I mean, because there's also like there's there's the Manhattan nuclear zone. There's the yep. Imperial dead zone or the European Thorian dead Holt. zone. There's yeah. There's that. There's the one out in the Middle East. Like there's all these different dead zones too, that could easily be introduced as different sources of energy. Kind of going back to what Anon was talking about, you know, before or nuclear events. Well, because if if they're similar to the European dead zone, then there's going to be shards of the traveler. Mm-hmm. around like that could be contingent it could on, be, yeah you know i mean maybe. so yeah sahara that'd be, contested that'd be zone awesome. that'd... okay that you know cool. you sold me on on a nuclear subclass like if a shard of the travel <laughs> right yeah killed, like a like manhattan reactor. the man i mean and we have we have examples of manhattan and chicago i think 
are both yeah. considered nuclear. I know zones. which are both. Which are both Chicago like, or something else. Chicago's uh, Graviton Lance in their own right. Of old Chicago, right? Uh, yeah. Graviton Lance was a was Chicago, I think. I think Graviton Lance or it was either that or Wardcliff. I can't remember. No, I, I think it was uh, Graviton. Was it Graviton? Wardcliff okay. is the Tesla. It was uh, Graviton. Uh, it's called Old Chicago. That's, yeah, that's why. It, yeah, throwing me because you said it was a, a nuclear zone. Yeah, I well, I kind of yeah, yeah. Also, something that has not been mentioned since like Destiny One, all the way back in like pre-alpha times when it was just, yep. like press releases about the game, the Mumbai Push, which is basically city taken over by jungle. Think mm-hmm. Venus from D one or the Seven Seraphs. Way more. That's what I was thinking oh, of. Please. That's why, yeah, Seven I thought Seraphs. as soon as he was like three alpha, I was like, I'm like we Seven Seraphs. I mean, we know Rasputin's coming back at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I don't think, I don't. I, I feel like the Seven Seraphs are an abandoned concept at this point. Yeah. Like, well, and they kind of got yeah. explained away as being the original yeah. programmers, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, for Rasputin. The, or the, war mind. the war mines. Yeah, the, yeah they were yeah, just introduced yeah. really slightly. The old Russian uh, Cosmodrome right yeah. along. They yeah, said yeah, how yeah. the Seven Seraphs decided where to hide Rasputin. And it was kind of mm-hmm. just saying like, oh, they were the people kind of behind it. They might have been like a group within. Would that make Anna Bray a Seven Seraph? Not necessarily. She if was you're the linguist. But she like made though. Rasputin, didn't she? Uh, am I am I giving her too much credit? I she feel like you're giving him. Yeah. Like. Making and teach. Okay, a war. When you say I made a war mind, it's a little bit like saying I made America, right? Like, does the credit go to? Does the credit go to George Washington or everyone who came after him? Right, I, or everyone I think who came before him. It's the she soft programming versus the like the creation, the hard programming, hardware versus uh, software. Yeah, so maybe it was the seven seraphs yeah. were the hardware then, so that's yeah. why they decided where to hide him in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I do kind of agree that they're kind of a dropped subject, though. Yeah, I just like them because important. it's like they they had oh sorry they they had such an interesting tie in to the mythology because it's like yeah you're calling them seraphs which is a very very right. interesting connotation there. Mm-hmm. Because I it mean, can go both ways. Mm-hmm. How right. Many no. Right. Concepts have we had come back this last two years? I mean, it's it could come back. Yeah, you're right, but but it was never really in the game. No, you know, like like with, with all was, of the yeah. concepts that came back, there were concepts that were introduced in D one, but like Seven Seraphs never really even got started. You know? Yeah, it was leaked just before the game was even out. No, it wasn't yeah. even a leak. It was part of the official merchandise. Never. Yeah, and, uh, and it was. Yeah, it was. Marketing stuff yeah, that's true. That's true. Dead Orbit, yeah. New Monarchy, Future War, Cult, Curse, uh, Cult of Osiris, Seven Seraphs. Seven Seraphs. Yeah. It was originally a yeah, five faction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's got repurposed. Seraph Reform. Seraph Reform? Yeah. Well, but like, the, we've, uh, Warlock we've, armor? Yeah. But like, we've seen the Cult of Osiris come in. So, I mean, who's to say <laughs> that we don't... Also got... <laughs> and they didn't well, let yeah. <laughs> Oh, brother. But like, That's who's they were... to say... But who's to say that we we don't see anything about the seven seraphs? Well, we I have mean, in little bits and pieces, like all the warmind vaults are are like called seraph and vault mm-hmm, and stuff like yeah. that. It just right. sounds like they got all repurposed. The and armor, not a focal point. They exist. They're a thing. 
mm. a lot of like groups or factions that are built off of remnants of the golden age. So it mm. wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if we have a cult based off of like the seven seraphs who would come back now, especially now that Anna Bray has actually like again, see a cult, yeah. cult of Osiris. Like, and there's also like the Dreamwalker tribute folks are cloaks that bear emblems of pre like what if right. we and spells around what if we get a season of the seraph oh. <laughs> we got a little bit of it of, of, with warmind though you know we have like seraph rounds and things that are on some of the yeah. weapons we had and yeah. it was like, like, a, like a, a light tie back in war- yeah Pshaw. Mm. i just want them this the the nanonauts and you know mm-hmm. explain the monolith bleed and why we have these god the know, monolith subsets. bleed Ugh. yeah so i think that speaks to a much bigger general point to be completely honest which is that destiny has so much stuff to do with individual classes and like mm-hmm. the different orders and legions and all these different factional divides within the classes themselves which are fascinating if you could explore them but we don't get to, you know? Like, we get sparse yeah. lines about the First Pillars and the Firebreak Order and the Stoneborn Order and the Pilgrim Guard for Titans, or, I don't know, the Thanatonauts for Warlocks and the Praxic Order and now the Cryptocrons. But we don't get any of this represented in games. So just, like, mm-hmm. even something really basic where it's just like, hey, here's an order you can align to, here's something about them. Like that yeah. that needs to happen because there's so much depth here that we just don't get to explore. Well, yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah it's amazing. How, Maybe uh, it's some books they can expand off of Please. that. You know, they have these little seeds that they can just grow flowers of lore from, just oh, buried no. within. Oh god! <laughs> and we're back to the the unveiling. <laughs> you finished that question, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on Respect on that Google note, chart. Shall we go to the next question? The next question, Baxter. Uh oh. uh, I knew. I should have known. I should have known. (laughs) Next question. That's why I want to to know more about is the nine. Mm -hmm. A lot about them. We've seen the drifter Mm -hmm. kind of mess with them, but there's still so much that we have yet to actually see or work with. Mm -hmm. The dark matter. Next question. (laughs) Well,. Shall I, shall I read the next question there? Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. So this question is from <sighs> Dancing Viru, who is in the chat, which is always nice. Woo. And the, his question is, do you think there's a connection slash parallels between the manifestations seen in the Reckoning and what's happening on the moon? Maybe related to the Drifter preparing against the pyramids. Related to this, I've got a hunch that the Nine while not being related to the darkness, are of similar kind of beings, similar to Ahamkara versus Worm Gods. So maybe that's how Drifter's fears manifest in the Reckoning. Here's my question. Do we know that Drifter's actually preparing anything, or is he just trying to save his own tail? Because I I don't feel as if Drifter is this great thinker ever. I, well, but I think... Both. I think the answer to that question to me is both. Like, my feeling is that Gambit is all about he he needs people to be ready so that he can save his own bacon. Yeah. 
Or you does he I mean? need more motes of darkness yeah. to be yeah. able to gather Whoa. his own army? Because I still see him as an incredibly selfish character, not altruistic really in any way. So it's, but it's hard kind of, to... I mean, all of the lore that we got about the Trader, I think actually... I mean, he's definitely not altruistic, but I think that a lot of the the stuff that the Drifter has done has been, you know, he's not he's not self, he's not necessarily. I mean, he is kind of selfish, mm-hmm. but there are things that that he's done over time that were for the benefit of others, you know, and and the benefit of himself as well. But you know, he he could have he could have just gone off and been a, a you know a hungry loner somewhere. But he, but he, but he didn't, you know. <laughs> Sorry, John. Hungry, 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 hungry yeah. drifter is all I can hear now. There is a specific Batman. line from a quest that you do for the drifter. I think the what the quest is, but you get to the end, and the drifter basically says that he's preparing an escape pod to get away from the next collapse that's going to happen. Aware that the darkness is coming, it's allegiance. Right? Everything to fall yeah. apart, and so he well, says, maybe... "Like, hey, if you want, I got an extra seat that you can take." Weren't yeah, those he... building an that's... escape pod and not a vex portal in the tower? Well, that's the that's the allegiance quest, and that's yeah. what he's doing yeah. in the nine realms. He's building a bunker to weather out the collapse that is coming, and the nine gave him this ability because they thought he would use it to like maybe fight the darkness and like enlist guardians and empower them. And he's like, "Mm, no, I'm getting myself safe. Fuck those guys. (laughs) Is the nine actually preparing to fight against the darkness though? Like that's another question. Well, there's the five and the four. Right. There's the two different factions within the nine themselves. So are they actually working against each other? Are they part of this? Like how closely tied do we think they are to the light and darkness at this point? I don't think they care who wins as long as they can survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. From that, from that simple principle of being completely selfish, you've got to look at it from the simple nature of self-preservation. And like, they actually do look at it from that really simplistic scale. Cause it seems like they have trouble surviving in it or understanding anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. So their entire existence is based upon the fact that we also exist and that they are kind of, like the dark matter reflections of us. And so as a result, if we get wiped out, they become lesser as a result. So they are helping us, although it is very much a, this alliance is here, but don't expect too many special favors kind of thing. Yeah, sure, we're sort of buddy, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't invite you to my wedding or something like that, you know? (laughs) A great experiment. It's a working relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best yeah. way of putting it. I, 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 I nail my head there. Well, then, even in Vero's question, you know, he we have the the similarity. I got a hunch that the nine, while not being related to the darkness, are similar kind of beings. But then you have the whole question: Are they on a similar plane of each other? Uh, you know, what is the standing? Are they completely different entities? What kind of tie-in do you have there? Because uh, I think knowing. Knowing the players might change your opinion of uh, what their goals are. Because they, they are dark matter, aren't they? That like have been trying to manifest yeah. themselves physically. It, yeah, yeah. Because they're kind of on their own level. Mm. Gods, they are something that like they are beings in our universe. Darkness and light 
or the winnower and the gardener were things above our plane of existence. So they're at their whole other level, of like a middle ground between our plane of existence. Yeah, I and, agree. Yeah, they're the yeah. they're the plane of existence in between the two sheets of paper, if you want to call it that. It's almost like they exist within the void, but don't really. They have their own area of existence, but it very it very it's very much determined on our existence. So mm-hmm. without us, mm-hmm. they don't exist to a mm-hmm. point. So it was like it was a balance where as our solar system grew and as humanity grew, like they grew in power. Yeah. Without humanity right. and basically like go back to being like just particles. Yeah. Well, and that's the question that yeah. I always had with them is like if they actually managed to split off from our existence, what not only what happens to them, but what happens to us? Because it's a two way street, yeah, sure. right? You know, if yeah. if they yeah, can't if they're exist, a dark matter equivalent, right? If they can't exist well, without us, well, that means that we can't exist without them. So right. if they Is only care about. Though? No, but I mean that's my question. Is like if they've they've been completely concerned about them being able to survive without us. So if they do actually achieve that existence, what happens to us? What happens to our existence if they leave? Oh, I see. Depend on if they are just parts of dark matter or if they're all of the dark matter in our right. solar system. Since that's essentially control over solar system right. that's holding it up like in a way so if they're all of the dark matter and they become physical and leave that then we all fall like then we just bye yeah but if they're just like oh a blip of dark matter just turns sentience and right. that's a nine like then it changes things yeah but so on what was it the a113 mm-hmm. they oh, the they where? tried to push matter through that gate and form oh no something. you're cockatus cockatus gate a thirteen, A one thirteen, A one thirteen is the keyhole. Yeah, but it's the same place. It's the same station. It's Cockatus Gateway. I thought. I see. I assumed A one thirteen was the Amortis station. That's the Mickey Mouse ship. Yeah, the Amethyst station, as in no, not Amethyst. Ar It's where Orans. Or well, a okay, either way, the gate that the nine right. pushed Cockatus, so Cockatus gates, yeah. Um, Cockatus is the tube, the, uh, the gelatinous tube. Yeah, they, they yes, push so they the push the matter through trying to make life. Mm-hmm. So if they were to leave, it doesn't sound like they would cease to exist. The, the dark matter would cease to exist. It sounds like they would push their consciousness into a body. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should just give them exos. No. no. <laughs> you mean that's not the fact? What? No. So is that show that they want to live in our universe then, or our material? Well, they want to. They want to live universe. independently. I think they want to live our existence. Yeah, they, they, I think they want to live separate. Because yeah. remember, yeah. what they're missing is they're missing entropy. They're missing the the destructive aspect of it. Yeah, because they they, they exist handle. in a binary. They have on yeah on and off is mm-hmm. their only understanding. And so, in some ways, they need they need to ask or uh, approach the aspect of the winnower or be able to understand that. So they're going through us to learn, because they're just observing us, every doing all our things and fighting against the darkness and understanding through that. Yeah, that was my question. Do we think that they're trying to, uh, you know, make those bodies in our material universe in order to transfer over, or just able to make something that is able to? 
to learn? And what are the, what was the end goal behind those experiments? The, See, I always took it as communication. Yeah, so that's the thing yeah. as well. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of talk from the invitations, which and also the emissary, which talks about how um, she was the second experiment, and then mm-hmm. hinting that Zer was the first, mm-hmm. and that this thing that may be coming through the Cockatus Gateway is potentially this third attempt at the um, the nine just trying to create their own life as opposed to doing what they appear to have done thus far, which is kind of co-opted existing life yeah. as part of their agents, you know? So that is potentially the way it works out, but it, yeah, because yeah, he, it's so, yeah, it's, no, it's, that, it's, that would it's be reasonable. It's vagueness, right? Right. Yeah. Cause it's I kind of took it as, I kind of took it as they it. were, they were attempting to create their own entity to communicate with us and couldn't get it because of the entropy aspect. And so they just, then just were like, all right, screw it. Have it. We're going to go with taking over someone. And that's where you get Zer and Orin because it's easier to take over something that already exists. It's easier to bootstrap yourself to a, a piece of code that's already there than to write that code from nothing. You know, it's so, like instead of going completely from scratch, they were like, okay, this thing's already here. Oh, look, there's someone actually looking out for or looking for us. Let's take her and go whoop and then change it and then send it back. So here's a good question in chat for clarification. Sean's asking if the Cockatus Gate thing with the basically the sea slug coming through, did that happen before or ap- after the emissary? I always assumed it happened before, but now I'm now I'm doubting myself. Didn't so, um, that's what I assume. What's her I name? She stepped through it. Of time. Uh, the Lavinia. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, she went after. through it and saw Orin or on the other well, side. So she she went through it. But when did the when did the yeah. gelatinous thing happen? Well, that's what I'm, I'm yeah. just trying to like plot all the points uh, for. Mm-hmm. But so uh, really quick though, uh, oh. it is the same. Uh, so from the ghost fragment dead orbit. I am the last of the crew of Sophia in this place. It doesn't have a name. We call it a one thirteen from lore entry Kakaitis. Uh, but I have viewed the site records and the fate of Sophia's crew after they had herded to Kakaitis okay. stinks of hive madness, blah, blah, blah. So okay. they didn't know the name. They called it a one thirteen. Yeah. Something else as well. We have a vague timestamp in there with the Kakaitis card, which gives oh, us yeah. the first note saying that the station remains in stable heliocentric orbit where it was parked after this destruction of Ceres, right? So it's clear that there's been enough t- passage of time after the destruction of Ceres, which is the Reef Wars, mm-hmm. for the station to be parked in heliocentric orbit. So I do not know what that gives us in terms of dilation, but it's the asteroid belt, so you assume it's turbulent, which means it could probably take longer. So it's not necessarily like it's always been there, but this is not exactly contemporary either. Like, oh, there's a there's a timestamp basically, and at the timestamp for number six on the Kakatus entry, that's 524. I'm assuming hours, which would be roughly if you divide it by 24, 21 days. Yeah, but that's after the um, uh, what's 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 um, the event time. Yeah, when the event time starts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, yeah. it's after before. the first of the visitors yeah. arrives, basically. So this is 21 days after the first visitor, which I believe is just like but a molecule. Right? The nine got it after we killed Crota. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, because it was control. It was originally created to study Crota. Yeah, but the emissary didn't occur until the Red War. 
Yeah. Or at yes. least we've but so that's what we're saying. Yes. So, yes, yes. Um, so I think it's if it is before the emissary, it's right before. Or well, yeah, really max. What would that be? What two years? Like three a, years? Yeah. I mean, your, your t- our timeline is vague. Two it years. goes from Crota is dead to you know the visitors f- come through. So you, know, you could say that? these. This could have happened long before, right after we, you know, wiped out Crota, or we could say that you know activity started around the same time. The emissary. For all we know, maybe they were they were trying to create both of them around the same time. But on that note, um, we forget that for us, those five or six years is a very long time. But in the ski, in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to Destiny's timeline going forward, uh, and just generally, this is actually a really short period. You know, like this is very, very recent, really contemporary. Because we know that these ages have lasted for at least a few hundred years. You know, like, right? But I think, it, and mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, though, but in game time is one-to-one ratio roughly game time since the games yeah have come correctly. out but even then we don't have the exact start dates of things like the city age the dark age the collapse etc oh right 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean we have still, yeah. like they've existed for yeah. centuries yeah. as far as we know how many is up for debate but yeah we know they have existed okay so i, th- I think i got it for so if the visitors, the the nine start pushing stuff through the gate after Crota's death, that means that's when they were first studying it and realizing this was the nine. So Lavinia couldn't have gone in there until after this point. And for also. Lavinia to go in there and then see the emissary, that means it has to be after the Red War. Plus she visits the Leviathan yeah. beforehand. So it's got to be after the Red War because otherwise people wouldn't be able to yeah. Beyond the Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Or well, I say she's been there. She was like in close orbit in a reef ship. So it's so, not exactly the same, but yeah. So it had to be nine it had to be emissary then gate. Basically, yes. Right? Correct. Which then makes sense because again, she says she's the second experiment, Zoe was the first. This then makes that the third. Yeah, trying to make their own bodies. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. Damn nine. You did it. (laughs) (laughs) Chronology, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) What was the question? Quibbly wobbly timey whiny. Timeline? (laughs) Timey whiny! Whatever you do, don't blink. Why did you have to bring that one up? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So if we go into the nine stuff on a factional thing, this is the kind of nonsense that you're going to hear from us for the next like several months. Enjoy. (laughs) It's going to be wonderful. All right. Well, uh, I'm not sure if anyone's like paying attention to the chat, but Rhino, Rhino's got to go, so we should let him say goodbye. Oh no, Rhino! Great show, guys. I mean, bye, Baxter. Baxter. What was even even better? Is it also your birthday? What was was even better was when Baxter actually went to a stationary picture. It's him with the same, like almost same pose, but with a green shirt. And I was like, oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, wow. It's confusing. (laughs) <laughs> Watch Baxter leave chat. <laughs> oh, green's now the main focus. Oh, Yay! No.
Hey, on my page, that? it's anon. I, yeah, Why? I got anon off there. Oh, but I'm you're the big one. Screen. Boy. Can I move yes. on to the next question? Yes. Let's do that. So the next I, question... I, I just want to say really quick before oh, we get to the next question. Great. I just want to honor the third person. It's a random raffle. They are getting 10 billion Anon points. Congratulations. Well, it's like, whose line is it anyways, though? The points don't matter. Yeah. Well, the points are worth negative $2 due to USD. Oh, okay. Wait, or 12 pounds. Can we PayPal you? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, could you pay? In that case, it's PayPal us. Like, it's... Hmm. Right, look at the info. <laughs> yeah, they, they now owe you now owe two dollars. <laughs> oh wait, are we okay. to swear on this? Oh god, someone already it's, has. It's uh... already happened. Well, gosh darn it. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking I should have summarized the next question a little bit because it's quite long, but. I'll, I'll just go for it. So the next question is also from somebody in the chat. It is from Sean Vertigo. At least I think it is. It says Vertigo. It's the only Vertigo I know. Anyway, since the launch of Shadowkeep... Like two questions. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. I can ask <laughs> many, many question marks. There's a lot of questions. There's it's a topic. Questions. So let's, let's just... <laughs> Since the launch of Shadowkeep, we've seen and certainly heard a lot more from our sailor on the Sea of Screams, Holden the Shadow. <laughs> I just love the mechanic, the size. <sighs> more information on Toland and his involvement with the first Crota Fire team has been revealed in this expansion, and it is clearer now more than ever that Toland knew much more about what was beneath the lunar surface than he let on to his fire team and willingly led them to the demise to learn more about the Hive and the Darkness. Gasp. We know, we know this from his dead ghost fragment, Eris's memory quest, flavor text quotes. I like that you're citing your sources in the, in the question. That's great. I know, that's yeah. always... Nice. That's, that's always good. Oh, yeah. Do you guys think Toland will ever reappear in physical form further down the line in Destiny? No. And what sort of role will he play if that were to happen? Do you no. guys think Toland is evil, an enemy to the Guardians, or is he trustworthy? <laughs> Green. Okay, there's a difference between evil and trustworthy. Green, yeah, go! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some place in between that we might be able to figure out. <laughs> I'm just going to respond with, Green, go! I think Toland is exactly where he wants to be. He wanted to get out of the physical limitations of the game, of what we get into with as being a Guardian, with the whole going and introducing himself to the Death Singer. And I think he's able to exist in a purely intellectual state, which for him, I think is more, he may not be able to affect the world, except for through annoying us on the moon and showing up as a little light bulb. But I don't think he's going to, I don't think he wants to come back into a Listen, listen, listen. That is exactly what that feels like. I'm like, uh, you said that, you said that, and that's now, I'm only going to see that as the Destiny Navi is what that is. is, Hey, hey, you. Except for he's insulting every time. Oh, no, that's why the Destiny Navi is better than the original Navi, because at least the Destiny Navi, I don't feel bad punching as much. Right. What is, what is, it's it's oh like that goodness. Avengers Endgame meme, you know, totally oh. just says, come on, Squandra, and it's like, nope, I don't think I will. <laughs> nope, nope. <I> <laughs> <don't>. <laughs> 
Uh, do you actually think that he prefers to not have a body? I do. I do. I I I, I, I can't think that he she does. I think sure. that he's like secretly pissed off that he like lost his body and then he's just seen several yeah. people walking well, he seems into the to... plane like he I seems to have gotten lonely at some point. <laughs> I think the thing that he may be pissed off is the fact that he's not able to assume the roles of, like, what we did with Oryx, right? Like, yeah. he yelled at us about not taking on the role of the king, the, the head of the mm. tribute and whatnot. So with him... Of these spaces, right? Yeah, like, that may be, like, the give, off, give, give and take for it. Yeah. Beyond I think he was that, hoping though, for a little bit more. He's able to, like, move through the Ascendant Realm. He's now on the moon with us, which, granted, him just showing up wherever he wants at this point is what it's kind of feeling like. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, freedom from that, able to gather information. Not really exists on the set. Like, he's kind of, like, on another plane of existence now. Right. Exactly. Right at all how we do. And so he just, like... He's escaped the loop. Okay. Some Sam of us on the moon. We don't know if that's yeah. <laughs> but it's like so just, yeah. city. He's been in the ascendant plane. He's been. He was on the dreadnought. He was mm-hmm. on Mars. He's mm-hmm. been everywhere. He's been guiding us for anything I besides that, right? Now. Like in this way. And like, mm-hmm. so, I feel like it probably could be partially like what you said, Green, and what Anand said, where he's like, "Great, I can see and learn everything. Mm-hmm. Can't do anything, anything. about it." It's yeah. like a Twilight Zone episode when you put it like that. I can't Could those that. just be meditation? Talk like if I come up to you the button, then talk to me. But if I'm just okay. walking past you, please shut up. Right? Like, okay. <laughs> Listen to me. One, what's that one DC hero um, from the comics where it's as uh, a professor and then uh, he's like Xavier. sharing? No, 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 no. I, I knew you were going to say that. Why? It's wow. also Marvel. Yeah. 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 He knows. So it's, it's he knows a, it, that. So technically, Sorry. it's a guy Calm who down. is on fire. He's atomic, but also he is sharing his <laughs> right. Like he, he basically split personality type deal. Persistently is control. I don't think I'm familiar with that character. God, I. Do you see Professor? Laszlo Valentine? They've turned up in the Flash a few times, I know that much. God, I'm trying to remember it. It's killing me. It's a is he a villain? It's a it's a hero, although oh. uh, yeah, yeah. I just like yeah. the fact that we now know that Flash is like the fastest in the Yeah, uh, I know he's talking. I believe that's it, Firestorm. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not I'm not really that familiar with a lot of the, the DC. God damn it! I was so I was so obsessed with trying to remember this name, and now I have completely forgotten the reason why I wanted to know Professor this name. X. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about Toland and being trapped, and whether he wants to be trapped or not. Yeah. Uh, well, specifically yeah. when you said it, it was being the annoying guy who's always like pestering you. Mm-hmm. So how does that feel, Anon? Just kidding. For real, on that note. On that note, I feel like that's kind of our relationship with him almost is basically he is in that state, as you described, where, uh, you know, nobody unable to do things. And now his thing of I will be your Virgil is just his answer and his way of saying, like, well, damn, if I really if I really can't have any effect on this, I might as well try and guide people in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. That's the only way he can have an effect. He does seem pretty hopeless, but could those just be manifestations of him communicating with us? Who's to say that that ball is all 
that he is. Who's we to don't say that that ball is Toland in its in himself, right? Yeah, yeah, could that be his entirety, or could that be like Osiris and his many simulations? Well, if you well, want he to said put it he his more. I don't know what yeah. that mean. It's true. It's like the grumpy side of him but... that's actually making it through to our reality. <laughs> yeah, only his grumpy side makes it through. I know I'm going to cause Is a there lot a cool of side? This, but mm-hmm. have you guys seen the latest Toland is Zavathun now? Oh, God, no. That's I have not. I mean, it would explain the boop wall. <laughs> hey, Thanks, hey, come over here. Come over here. Boop. I mean, totally, yeah. Yeah, the the boop wall is the if you run if you run to yeah you run to the orb it's the the same orb is floating and we run up to it yeah king's fall yeah and it goes Mm -hmm. tonk and you go he's just Toland is being angry like I can't do any of the shit but you can so screw you I know you (laughs) this is what you get. I bet you wish you'd shook to your physical form now. <laughs> In some ways, you did. I want a soundbite of Faxer saying Yeah. <laughs> Done. Forsaking Questline, wasn't that, like, he was talking to us when we first got into the Dreaming City. He was like, for all you know, I could be Sabathun. I could be, or no, I could be Riven. Like, I could just be someone else screwing with you. Why are you trusting me? Like, you're an idiot. Like, you're just blindly trusting me. Mm-hmm. Right. What I mean, because Tolan could be Savathun, you know, sense with everything. I mean, Tolan could have died, and that ball couldn't be Tolan at all. It could be impersonating him. Aris when when he exactly said that that we shouldn't voice. trust him, I really, I that's when I really started to trust him, though. Reminds me kind of the. I just stay away from him at all costs. Yeah. As far as his. As far as his goals, then, do we think, what do we, how do you guys feel about his original intentions? Were they selfish motives, or was it for a, a greater good kind of thing? So, yes. Because I know everyone, there's a lot of conflict on Tolan, so I'm I, curious I think, to hear I think what. It's a, I think the answer is yes. Because yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think the entire team would have lived, but had he dispo- dispelled all of the information he had, I think they would have had a better shot knowing more of what they were going into. So he definitely used them. It's kind of stated in the, well, but I mean, but we have quotes from them that they're using him as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mean, Vel Vel called that out pretty clearly. He's like, right. There's a difference because they were using him. Yeah. They were using him as a guide. He Hmm. was using them. He didn't like, Look, I, I, I do think that Toland did what he did because he thought that this was for the greater good and that by doing what he did, he would be able to learn enough about the hive or enough about the, the way that they work to be able to aid in, in defeating them or at least replacing them with a, a human-based alternative. But he he didn't care that they were all going to die, really. No. You know? Well, and that's again, like, it's one of those ends justify the means kinds of mm-hmm. situations. And unfortunately, his ends did not justify his means. So now we all hate him. I mean, well, did to, they, though? To him, it I did. don't know. That's where it opens up to morality, yeah, like, questioning our own morality standards. Mm-hmm. Like, for him, oh. it might, like, yeah, it's because it's greater good is one of the biggest, I think, there ever is. Because that's the whole, like, Thanos concept. Like, for the greater yeah, good, do it anything. Would be better to stop, like, to actually work out with morality and how you stand uh, arguably yeah, we... we would not have been able to defeat oryx mm-hmm. 
I don't know, but maybe we wouldn't have been able to defeat Oryx. We wouldn't have because because Eris right. was the main guide for us, and Eris mm-hmm. only existed because she only of got t- us what down there. Yep, and she yeah, only existed. I mean, I mean, the tip, the tips kind of let us through. And the, and this is kind of going back to what Guardian's saying is like you know in the in the small picture what Tolan did was very atro- it was an atrocity and was very dan- damaging but when you start pulling back and looking at a larger picture you start kind of being like ah, but was it i mean yes the, he said and this is this is also a really big argument you know even in reality is like at what point is a sacrifice worth the uh worth it oh hang on i have a minion <laughs> I think it's interesting to to debate whether or not what Tolan did was good or bad, because I don't know if Tolan knew. I know he knew what he kind of wanted to do going down in there. We kind of have instances of that in the lore, but I don't think he knew the outcome. I don't think he planned on getting himself turned into a light bulb. No, maybe not. But I do think that what he did was was objectively bad. Oh, like, I agree. You know, like he he like it may have been for the greater good. And in in the long term, it may have worked out better for us. Mm-hmm. But in the you know, like there's no in my mind, there's no debating that he misled the people that he was mm. with, and he was yeah, oh he's yeah, sacrificed no. right. for other I mean, people to achieve his goal. He states yeah. in Ghost Fragment Tolan's Ghost, "I will learn how we can benefit from their ignorance." So right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, like, that like, goes yeah, back to like, if you if you pull back large enough, though, because this looks again, you know, kind of going back to what we started off with the gardener and the winnower. If you pull back really far, though, and you understand that this isn't necessarily about this one fire team, it's about the whole the whole battle between you know us and the hive. One could make the argument that the sacrifice was worth it because of what was saved was so much vast so much more vast than what was lost now but you can't see intent you can't see his intent and and correct and this is cannot see its own biosphere beyond where its hill is but but that being said i still don't think sorry you go I was going to say that being said, though, that could also be the reason why he shed his body was because he was an ant that wanted to transcend into the next level. And so mm-hmm. then you can see you can see an argument being, uh, yeah, sure, a butterfly from an ant, which makes absolutely no sense. But um, <laughs> but well, like, it makes I mean, all the sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But like, I mean, because he says like in the Dreaming City, there's a line from him that says that the light is a thin pane of glass between us and the truth. And if you don't shatter it, I will. And so like, you know, there's this thing there. He is there is a sense with Toland, whether, you know, whether you agree with it or not, there is a sense that he is trying to find what he considers to be the truth. Now, Mm -hmm. What? But but he could have he could have done very different things to. Oh yeah, no, no, and I and I'm like, a, I'm, is, I'm right the there thing. with you on that. He he could have said, "Look, uh, honestly, you're not going to be able to defeat Crota. Just get it's me not, down not there. If you can, if you can <laughs> get me to a Death Singer, then maybe I can. You know, you might not succeed in in your fight to get me down there. You might die, but if you can get me to the other side, if you can, if you can get me to a Death Singer, then." I might be able to to give you a chance in the future, and if not you, then maybe somebody else. If, if he wins. now, I, I don't I don't know if the the fire team, you know, if Eris and Ariana's fire team would have still gone on that mission if he had said that. But 
I think the fact that he didn't say that, but that was his intention, or at least something similar. He might not have intended it to go exactly the way that he did, but he but he knew something like that was going to happen. That was a very cruel act that he didn't have to. And just having that information, you know, you can go in a little bit more cautiously. I mean, even playing in game, I'm not good. Um, But when I go into something with friends, you can be like, oh, hey, Mrs. Hyven, hold back here. Let us help you. We know what's coming. You know, you stand over here. This is where it's going to be better for you. Having a friend who knows that heads up to give me, you know, it helps me play more cautiously as opposed to just running straight ahead and dying. But where's the fun in that? Like they did because <laughs> I mean, exactly. the King's Fall raid is like, hey, you need to you need to you need to activate this. You need to activate this area. Can you go touch that ball of light right there? <laughs> Boop. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, like they may have been able to play a little smarter had they had all the facts. Or at least make the right. decision for themselves to go sacrifice themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. not have that made yeah. for them by somebody who is now a ball of light who just pisses us all off. Yeah. But at what point is it Tolan's fault for them going down there? Like right. they saw what he did on yeah. the moon. And I think it, yeah. yeah, but but he, but that, that's my point. He could have said to them, "You're not going to be able to defeat the fraud." <laughs> they should have I, known that know. going in there. Yeah, but I mean, but he. Did. I did think they were a little hasty in there going in. I mean, that line from Ariana three, where she's, what does she say? We've got something, and we've got fury and light. Fury and light. Fury and light. Yeah, like I, well, I do think she was a little hasty. They were going in hot, just a little. Yeah, Ariana little. was going no matter what. Yeah, and and that's the thing is Ariana was going in no matter what. I mean, Crow to kill. I mean. Yeah, she says as much. There's the line from Ariana's vow, which is, "I don't know what life after Crota looks like." You know, yeah. Just to say, yeah, she was very. She was hell bent on even if it takes my life, I'm going to get revenge. You know? and I mean, yeah. exactly. No offense to him, but they were saying how like they were rallying behind Vel Tarlo. He was their titan. The wall. He was very he sneaky. A bunch of thrall. Very <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, sneaky man. He was a failure of a titan. Okay, <laughs> he was. He was a very <laughs> sneaky man. Like, if they would have had me. Everything would be fine. <laughs> to be fair, like, I could have popped my bubble oh my God. with my helm, state 14, everything would be fine. Like, there's a point in Pit of Heresy where you're having to dodge the giant ogres and they will just come and destroy your life, but you have to crawl through these little cavern like things yeah, and thrall fun. just will swarm you. I, mm-hmm. right. I can attest, it is not an easy thing. Well, but, but I, to be fair, though, to be fair, he didn't even make it to the door. So let's all just but call maybe, the spade maybe a spade. Blackout there. and Arc Singe was on. That's a one yeah, shot. That's yeah. true. Also, yeah. Also, <laughs> Blackout didn't exist in that one. Wait, that <laughs> He did. No. It did in a diff- different form. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And also, Dark Dark Blade was technically there too. So. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say, true. and I know Dark Blade and and uh, what's it, Varrock, 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 Varrock cool yeah, them. yeah, Varrock and an E. Uh, Varrock and then Alakul were the two. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there were two wizards that had very. Oh, 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 oh. Um, but it wasn't Alakul. It was a different knight. No, it was Dark Blade. it was Alakul. It's very. Mm-hmm. And his and his mate, yes, yeah. Varrock. Well, Varrock. then, then it was stated did, later. Well, then, how did Alakul get? He was summoned back. He was summoned back to the, the, dreadnought. Back to the dreadnought. Yeah, okay. Because he challenged. He went back to the dreadnought basically to challenge orcs because of the command to stop. Because mm-hmm. orcs, orcs basically told Crota to cool it and not advance, and Darkblade had a 
slight issue with that. Gotcha. <laughs> like, and, thought, and we all I saw thought, how that worked out, you know, for him. Well, and like I thought the Dark Blade was just like a title. Well, well Dark so Blade is. It is. He was a la cool the Dark Blade. Yeah. He was an adopted, I think it's he was on an adopted son. Marks later on. Yes, as chat saying, space Uber. <laughs> Perfection. There's that question. Mm-hmm. What about Uraks? Oh God, Uraks! You mean the Flame Prince? Yeah, he was oh, a scion yeah. of Oryx. Oh, sorry, you're thinking of OG Zulmuk. Yeah. Oh, there's. <laughs> I did have one last thing, though. I would. You could almost argue that Tolan succeeded at what he was doing. Uh, his ghost says that he's trying to escape the Traveler's Blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, Samsara. 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 Yep. And, you know, definition of that is the cycle of life. And death. The cycle of life and, de- and rebirth, of, of death and rebirth to which life in the material world is bound. So you could argue he uh, doesn't have to worry about life and death in the material world. So Some, something else. Wasn't that the, uh, uh, the Warlock Vanguard set from the Taken King as well? Samsara. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We did. It's, it's, it's odd that the two main uh, warlock people are like bird. Burp. <laughs> 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 like, uh, isn't it though? <laughs> if I might as well, though, we get word from Toland in the uh, mission where you're going after Deathbringer on this as well. Like at the very beginning, there's a long discussion between him and Eris talking about his purpose in the Ascendant Realm, and like much mm-hmm. as it's one of these things of. Um, you know, he's very clearly done this for selfish purposes, and you can tell that from the first fire team's perspective. Uh, he's doing it with regards to this idea that the Guardians can't cling, so, you know, Pearl, uh, yeah, what's what's the term? Like, um, it's not Pearl grasping or something, it's Pearl clutching, there you go. You can't be Pearl clutchy about the light, you know? Like, he's basically mm-hmm. saying, like, look, guys, if you're actually going to have a chance against the oncoming darkness, which you probably still won't anyway, you've got to actually start using the other forms of power in this universe, which, you know, he explains as much of that. Side note, the freaking Savathun slash Toland are the same thing theory. If you look into the end of Inquisition of the Damned and see the two pieces of stuff that have been placed around by Savathun, there is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but there's a tiny little bit where it's like, why is Toland allowing us to pick up this the skull of Ariam or whatever the name is? Ariam. There we go. Ariam. Like, you know, this is very much one of these things that has been kind of planted for us. So yeah. is that Inquisit- the death singer that we get for Deathbringer? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And I know this oh. much because I actually went I saved the quest and the final step on my warlock because I was like, <clears throat> if this name comes up, I am going to remember it. And so yeah. <laughs> It's it's very much the same Death Singer that we then kill, and then that power of the Death Song is turned into Deathbringer. So, like, that's a plot. That thing has literally been sat there by Savathun. So, I mean, what yeah, we Inquisition do with that, of where that goes? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, but there's like three options you could have. One, since Toland is on a different plane now, but he is playing a larger game and is like kind of trying, like he's playing chess with Savathun. In her work, he is Savathun. Like Savathun has created Tolan, manipulate us, which sounds very Savathun. And the third option, trying to get us to align with Savathun. You know, as crazy as it sounds, 
Uh, yeah, that actually is like, you know, wouldn't it make sense that uh, Sabathun might want us to go in there and take out her brother in the King's Fall raid? Like, this crazy theory starts to hold merit, and that's and then, and scary. Then take, and then you take a look at everything that again is said at the end of Inquisition of the Damned. Uh, you know, assuming that is Sabathun, she talks about how you know, Oryx's bloodline is not really yeah. going to yield anything from this yeah. point onwards. It's actually gone. It's serving its own purposes. And that may also align with what we've read in Bad Juju, to note back to Toland. Because he talks about how, um, uh, you know, you get dull blades from uh, soft whetstones. And so it's basically this idea of if the sword logic is going to be challenged, it needs strong competitors to allow the people at the top to continuously prove themselves. So you take this idea of Savathun has basically been arming us, and it's a little bit like she's fattening up the lambs to go to the slaughterhouse, you know? Like, we are effectively being fed these tools of power, and we are being given these moments of triumph, so that when we get to her, it's gonna be just that much worse. So, yeah, yeah this, this, this is terrifying. And Toland might know about it, maybe he doesn't, I don't know, like... <laughs> That's Toland was trying to get us to line up with Savathun and like ally with her. That would be interesting. Because like his whole thing is trying to get us to survive the darkness, and like you said, he wants us to accept power outside of what we have. Best player would be Savathun, who isn't about just dominating the world; it's about survival. So if there was like, because she hasn't straight up murdered us, she is like pulling us into something. So chat like Toland and Savathun are working together. Chat's taking this a further one. In that regards, what if Tolan plays around with Hive runes, <laughs> tricking Hive into thinking Savathun's talking to them when it's him talking to them, that he's knowing that he's tricking them? <laughs> and I know that you know that I know that you know, but I don't know if you know that I know that you know. Do we know? I'm not fond of asking. Do we She's still out to get uh, do we know if what Zavathun's endgame is at this point? Does she Ember. ever actually date? Winning. Ember. Yeah. Winning. Well, yeah, but what is that? What the is final shape. We, well, the final shape is Oryx. Well, it's a... Well, no, not is it anymore. Also well, it's a philosophy, I would say, but yeah. The final it, shape she's never actually... Ours. But has she stated that? It, to say that... But isn't it the like worm gods that are in them that want that? So don't they like kind of have to want that? They all want to be the final shape because, like, that's the thing of the the Winter Wars philosophy. There will be the final pattern that yeah. is the successful. They want the everything. consistent pattern. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I wouldn't assume Sabathun to only have one end game, but her one of her end games at the very least has been confirmed. Uh, it's the Dreaming City Curse. She wants right. into the um the tributary because that's a source of feeding that she will never run out of. Right. I it's mean, the but- Feeding the worm, which is yeah. what the worms want, you have to continue with your your what is it your trickery, uh, right? Whatever your, whatever your, yeah. is. your okay, most... whatever your attribute was. Thank yeah. you. At, at the risk of sounding like one of those guys who goes around with like tin foil on their head, it came from truth to power, so I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. Illuminati confirmed. Like, but I did. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised though if Sav- like Savathun is very smart, right? She. Mm-hmm. She is of the of the, the the three siblings. She is the one that is most like I think the one who is most likely to figure out a way to break free of the the cycle that the hive are in. The tribute cycle. 
well not not even the trip that like the feed, the the cycle of having to feed the worm like mm. tribute the the tribute cycle is one way i mean i think it was oryx that, that he it, instituted it yeah yeah mm-hmm. as a way to free up the higher hive from having to be constantly grinding effectively you know you mm-hmm. tithe your the light up to, to higher up so that oryx had time to be able to look for alternatives and and that's like that's like step one. That's like let's find a way to give us higher hive the chance to think about alternatives. So and, she's and done I think... that within the dreaming city, right? That's the whole Embaru thing it's... is to create the battery. I mean, yeah. yes, yes, and no, because but... like the entire idea of the curse itself and the fact that like you know every week on week her minions are still killing that definitely does serve the purpose. But the yeah. idea that she supposedly creates within um, uh, Truth of Power is also based around the idea that there's no kind of like factor of time because it's mm-hmm. like hidden within a singularity yeah. it's an infinite it death uses, battery yeah exactly like it, it uses the measure of time to facilitate something that is so much more powerful by a factor of god knows how much well mm-hmm. an Imbaru is actually the concept of creating a mystery that is itself a mystery it's like the the definition that was given for ayat uh it's Mm -hmm. a it's a thing that it's a cyclical thing that's designed to make more cycles so as long as you're talking about it it is feeding that which it is so it's like this makes it true right and and it's (laughs) like as you discuss it it becomes more powerful because it's like a it's like a uh god i'm gonna say it's wrong again because i want to call it a tolnep and it's not Tulpa. Um, it's like a Tulpa. Like, like it's the yeah, Tulnups are Battlefield Earth. I've already had this conversation with Green. Like, no, I was gonna say, isn't that the Yeah, yeah, it, Battlefield Earth. It's what the about a turn up? Turn up, oh, turn up, no. what? Um <laughs> see turn now I can pull it. <laughs> but as you as you focus on it, it becomes more and more real and more and more powerful. The more you focus on it, the more power it gains. And so that's the concept of Imbaru is that it's a mystery that is dangled in front of people so that they will discuss it. And there, but the the truth of the matter is is that there is no single answer. And so it's an eternal conversation that as you participate in it, that intellect that is being used is then channeled into it, creating a more powerful battery. Here's the thing I have, though, with that is just like a start. That's not the end shape for her. That's not the end. No, game. but it's, it's the source of to... power. That viral earworm right. is the is the source of power. But the whole thing, like with Oryx, Oryx was moving towards the idea of the final shape. Mm-hmm. We have no absolute end game with Zabathun. Like there is no end in sight. It's just well, we know what she's moving towards. We don't know what if that is her end game, though. We just know that's what she wants. At the I would moment. say that. I mean, I would say that her end game would probably be very similar to Oryx's end game in the sense that they are both searching for a way to achieve freedom from the shackles of the Faustian bargain that they found themselves in. Uh, because when when we had the instance of her leaving in the Book of Sorrows, she made the comment that they needed to go separate so they could gain strength in their own light or in their own ways, so that they could so that she basically could research ways to do. I mean, I I get the sense that all three of the siblings really do in their own fashion want 
to become the final shape. You know, that's that's the end goal. And part of that is to sh- to uh, kind of, you know, shrug off the chains that they have found themselves bound to the hive gods within. And so if they can if they can free themselves from that worm that is binding them to their internal nature, I think would be a large part of that. I think yeah, that so I think that is the end goal for her and and Oryx. That's what I was, was going to say because Oryx never really seemed to have that idea in his head that he needed to separate from his worm. Like he did the thing where he communed with the darkness and he's like, "Yeah, now I'm equal with my worms." And it's like, "Yeah, but they still kind of, you know, control yeah, your it's, life." Yeah, it's the Faustian bargain. It's you like still got yeah, one in you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Savathun to to be the final shape they need to be above the worms. But for the hive, they're always going to be beneath the worms. So that would have to be Savathun's endgame to, to escape from the worm, bar, the worm pact. Right? right. I, I, I mean, just, I, yeah, I, I, I would say that, that yeah. they, the siblings are all having a different path to try to bypass that. Like as, as we've stated, works went, will strictly <laughs> went to the deep to try to bypass at least the worm gods and mm. take that power directly understanding that the fact that the worms were given to him was, you know, kind of the folly of that, that Faustian deal. I would say that Savathun in separation, she could go try to do something similar, uh, but she's not trying to take, she's not trying to be the next Taken King. I think she's playing a longer game. She wants to get all of her ducks in a row before she takes control of both the hive, quite possibly, uh, the worm gods. I think her, her, her end goal is to be on top, uh, but that she's just playing a longer game uh, because it's kind of just how she works. Hmm. She understands that she is triggering worm now. If is that mm-hmm. not their source of power? Yeah, moves her worm. Does she just become like a wizard again? Grow in power with the worm. The worm gives them power as they feed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be to create a source of infinite power so that she could take complete control and then find a way to remove the worm. So essentially she puts herself on top using the power of the worm so she doesn't have that chain holding her down anymore. But by removing it, she would not actually be on top anymore. She would become vulnerable. Be the reason to get to the top. Like if you become the final shape without you, and that's at that point that you'd have to remove your worm. That's the catch twenty two. Yeah. So at that point, you'd have to move the worm because by that point, you won't have enough tithing to survive. Otherwise, the worm's the final universe. Shape. So removing it shouldn't be as big of an effect as if she did it now. Yeah, they're trapped. Well, and that's what <laughs> Veru is. That's what Veru is saying in chat right now too. Is like, you know, given how Savathun originally wanted to become a mother, what if she wants to bypass the deal by genetic manipulation, so she becomes genetically above the worm god? So she escapes, but it's not her; it's her offspring that escapes. You know, it's 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 kind of this weird freedom of those who come after, which you can kind of see. I mean, I don't know about that because I think I think ultimately the hive siblings are a little bit too egoistic, egotistical um to to do that but um you know yeah and maybe. becoming becoming the all mother basically and like becoming that that's how she she escapes the cycle is that you know her offspring are not bound to a worm 
because mm-hmm. of because the other thing with uh, Savathun is that we know that they are also the the wizards are also the ones who are often associated with the the uh, genetic abominations such as the ogres and all that. Oh, yeah. Fogoth. Yeah, Fogoth. He got his name back, so you know I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, he got his groove mm-hmm. back. Yeah, that too. <laughs> they stole that too. His groove. They stole his groove and then they gave it back to him. You stole his groove, groove, man. But it's like there's a lot of different like avenues Sabathun could be taking because there's a lot of different solutions. Like she could be trying to like study us and maybe use the light, and that's kind of like I think what Blue said was probably the most accurate thing is she doesn't have one end game. She has a lot of things that she's preparing for because if you're a very smart person, you don't just plan for one ending; you plan for multiple. So she could be doing a lot of different things to get to an end game that works. That's just the that's the big question of it all. Is like we don't even know which direction she's heading. I think that's also by design. What was the question again? Why is, why is everything why is everything Sabathun? <laughs> yes. Well, the question was the question didn't mention Sabathun at all. Yeah, I brought up Sabathun. <laughs> <laughs> Green made the connection, and we just kind of went down a path. We very merrily jumped into this rabbit hole, and we are emerging <laughs> out the other side slowly but surely. You say merrily, but Elements has been triggered and is probably going to have to go therapy after this. <laughs> yeah, just a bit, just a bit. So she's poor girlfriend. Thank God she's listening. She knows what she's going to get into later from all this nonsense. <laughs> so we had over two hours in. Do we want to go to the next question, or should we? What, what should we do? As long as it's not Sabathun. Who is the next question? After the oh. destruction of Sabathun. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> uh, none. You doing a three-hour mark would be good. I'm with this many people on this. I'm good with. It's kind of hard to limit it to two hours. I'm good with going. I'm good with it. Obviously, I'm dealing Let's... with some. Let's go. Dogs, but so I'm the good. next question is from Savathun. <laughs> she stayed. Thanks, oh my god, wait a second. Are you saying that Savathun is actually dredging to- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yes. Savathun runs the lore network? <laughs> Blue? <laughs> Savathun, is that you? I thought it looked prettier. <laughs> nah. Wow. Uh, wait, that's part of the trick. I can see that. Because there's an easy yes or no <laughs> that I just noticed. What? Do you Which mind one? if we skip uh, Vanguards? Uh, do you believe that the Kentuck oh. 3 are the missing members of Kabar- Kabir's? You Kabar, said there's yeah. an easy Kabir's yes or no, you just noticed. That question only has a ratio. His birthday, you don't want to do it. It only has a score of 29.84. <laughs> we are on 48.25, okay? It's, we are at 48.25, not 29.84. For those of you that don't get like the best four. timeline, I give you this conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like, can we skip the next five questions? <laughs> I mean, look, oh, I, uh, maybe we can have a vote. Should we answer that question or should we... Right, yeah, like if, if you we're just skip it around, I want to go you, to nineteen. But if you if you're only gonna if you only vote once, you're gonna have more weight than if you vote multiple times. 
I didn't know these were the rules. <laughs> no one knew these were the rules. <laughs> yeah, I I invented these rules. Is that how that works? Yes, the more guidelines than actual rules. That's that's the winner. Winner. You're making up your own rules now. Whatever. The more guidelines than actual measuring system that if you voted less, your vote. Stood for more points. Exactly. If you voted more, <laughs> well, Fife didn't vote at all, so yeah, he has the most say. You know what I could do? I could throw Spanner in the works of Paul Baxter, and I could just vote for something that has literally zero score. Voting closed yesterday. Baxter will not allow it. it. Yeah, I, I, I foresaw this potential scenario. Baxter, I, Baxter, I, I, I can't unvote on things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I locked it. it. He because locked it yesterday. Want... He was I like, "I said in the channel." I said, he "Here's what I said in the channel yesterday." I said, "I have locked the sheep." Is everybody prepared for tomorrow? And anon, you said, "Wow, what's tomorrow?" Oh no! <laughs> They're fighting in the video. Anon's even gotten it down to like, "I didn't do it." <laughs> This sounds like Mary Temple. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> birthday, birthday rule rules. <laughs> Sorry. So all of this to decide we're not skipping or uh, the answer is no. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forty-eight point two five. Go. There is no 48 on this. Why would you say it? I think it's the 48 percentage. Score. He's giving the score. He's giving the score, not the row. Dredgen Totalis asked, after the destruction of the Black Heart back in Vanilla D1, what did the Vex protect in the Black Garden, if not the Garden itself? There's an easy answer to this one. I feel like it's a solid question. I want to know now. They protected the garden. What? They protected the regrowth of the heart. That's actually right. in one of the cards. Yeah. It's not just that. Oh. That's also part of the reason why the undying mind exists. Uh -huh. The entire point of the undying mind is to wrest the garden back into the hands of the soul divisive. And that means that they can set it afloat in the time stream once again. So mm -hmm. it's much harder to access that way. And but yeah, you know, all of that too... done then to defend the, yeah, allow the darkness to return. Because again, they see, at least according to Aspect, which doesn't have a listed author for the bit where they talk about this, but yeah, they, they see the timeline as is going to be and as was and as is. You know, to them, it doesn't really make too much of a difference. They say uh, if uh, power can wane, it can wax again. Precisely. Yeah, that that is true, actually. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. I didn't, I, I don't know why, but I I didn't think that they were trying to like regrow the, the heart as such yeah it, it's actually part of one of the it's one of the, the cards strike. actually isn't it it's the, it's the strike from destiny one how uh, not crotism, that's right uh, dark below the undying like, mind yeah the yeah. undying mind strike is trying to like tear the darkness away from the light it even talks about, like, talked about it as well yeah like this is what i kind of love about that though is it gave us a little bit of fiction about what happens with the garden when it gets removed from the Vex's control? Which is, mm. it talks about how the garden effectively uh, gets sort of brought to the surface momentarily. Um, and then in Tenebrous, uh, Tenebrous Tunnels, back in The Taken King, it talks about how the garden is getting invaded by the Taken because it's been brought to the surface on Mars. So you've got this kind of weird thing that 
just kind of breaks dimensions and can be sort of brought up wherever there's a gate to it, as long as you can wrest control of it from the Vex. So, like, awesome stuff. But yeah, all of it done effectively as a way of protecting the darkness there. And there is a statue at the end of mm. the raid. Let's not forget that. I feel like I can say that without being, like, spoilery territory. Yeah, no, that one's good. Yeah. Quick and easy question. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, on that question... <laughs> so not quick and easy. A sub-question. You, you, had to, you, you had to open your mouth. I <laughs> over that question is... Were you going to say something or no? No, I, I was... Uh, uh, actually, no, but... Uh, Dancing Viru actually does bring up a good point. I'm not sure if you brought it up because I'm sorry. I was I was talking to my girlfriend. Um, uh, Dancing Viru in chat says, I'm still bugged by the scannable with the ghost mentioning that there are multiple black gardens and yeah. also I'll add on with multiple black hearts. He doesn't know if it's hearts that haven't been destroyed yet or hearts that have come back. Yeah. So now, what up the with chat that? also suggests we just burn them all with holy fire. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's an option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Now, what if it's just one garden, but we're act like the ghost saw it in multiple time points in its yeah. time? Well, Don't no, the because the the undying mind is copying it in multiple gardens, mm-hmm. so we know there are multiple. Like, I mean, is it multiple? It's, gardens? It's I it was multiple timelines. Well, multiple but, timelines of multiple gardens. Well. I guess you, could, yeah, in one garden, multiple you could say multiple timelines, multiple yeah, but universes. Yeah, if, if it's multiple realities garden. with multiple gardens, that's, you know, right? But yeah, I guess it would kind of be multiple gardens, but they're yeah, all in different true. timelines, so it's the same one. But if they're in other timelines, are they our problem? But I mean, well, yeah. well, well with the Vex they are, because they could bring them, they well, could just yeah. bring one. Yeah. So with that, um, don't get me wrong when I say this because it's not a perfect one-to-one comparison, but it's the same problem as the Ishtar Collective team. Then you know, mm-hmm. like with so it's, it a simulation, it's a simulation, whatever you know. But if <laughs> it's it's, you know, there's only one of these that is supposedly the real one, and if there's also a ton of other versions of ourselves yeah, in other timelines know? that are looking up at this and saying Speak. like, hey, you know, it's not our timeline. Doesn't matter. Like, why do I feel like we're in like a hall of mirrors and we've just got to like actually find the right person and kill it? You know, welcome to Vault of Glots. Speaking of the Ishtar Collective team, what about that book with, like, we were talking about Kabir mm-hmm. a little bit earlier, and Ishtar team has made a resurgence in lore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we think there's going to be anything that develops out of that? Yes. I hope so. Um, yes. So, uh, just to kind of plug loose cannon we we had an episode on Aspect where we were talking about it, and there's that, that one entry. Um, where it is, you know, you're following the 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 lore. Let me pull it up. I think it was Nomic, uh, just so I have it in front of me. Yeah, it was Nomic. Right. So it has these these lines. He is he is not he is walking in the garden. He is silent singing. Uh, he holsters his gun to gesture. He holsters his gun to drink to drink uh, to remember that. Uh, his gun is rusted into his holster. He will never pull it out again. A titan in his wall is shield, a cup filling itself to overflowing. The container changes the shape of its contents, but the contents change the nature. These are all very uh, Kabar terms. And then the last one, his, he was named too well. He is his own grave, and the cut on his hand will never heal. So mm-hmm. Kabar means, I think Kabar means graveyard, yeah. loosely. But the cup on his hand so, is a pejori reference. That, but, I would yeah. Guess. yeah. 
And so at the start of it, it goes uh, KKV or carrot K carrot KV carrot V carrot V carrot V. And then at the end of it, carrot V carrot V carrot V. And we, we kind of just like put out that question of, is that intentional? Like, is that to say, is Kabar going to the Vex? Is he kind of getting Vex DNA spliced into something along with Pujari who left some of his DNA on the flower in the garden and the, um, I always forget her names. Ariel. Ariel, uh, uh, the, the author of the book, a new writer, a new contract writer to Bungie. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That is very not, that is very intentional. Like that is not a mistake that it was going from Kabar and then it ended in Pajari. And Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. Yeah, there's actually, so uh, again, I don't want to skip ahead, but there is a later question. which is related to this one. Yeah. And I think we're we're kind of close to answering it. So you're, um, you're, you're allowed to do it? Uh, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> French, I, was just, do what he wants. I was just, I was just <laughs> saying, that's a little question. Yeah, it's my birthday, Anon. <laughs> we're just... Let the man have his questions. The hell are you supposed <laughs> to is, As we start talking about Aspect, you start talking about Praetith and them all mm-hmm. kind of getting out, which, yeah, ties us into... A later question. Else loves it's a naturally... Ariella. Sorry, I want. I was like, I think it's Ariella, and I want. Yeah, A A G Boskila Boskila. I'm not even gonna try that one. Yeah, that's. But that's her handle. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing it. Am I able to do this? I don't know. I did it. <laughs> oh, yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> no, the, I don't think I'll so. put it. Put in. It, I'll put it, put it in, in the chat. chat. Yeah. What were you doing? He's putting a link. Trying to post a link. Yeah. Oh, we have links to our wow. Yep. Oh. We have some. Uh, I got it. I got very it. interesting. I could have told you that one, Anon. <laughs> well, he's already tried. <laughs> I almost already accidentally did that earlier. I just, oh. you know, it's an awesome book. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it is a good book. It is. It is an excellent book. Oh, so I think so it's far. one that hasn't had that? as much talk lately because <clears throat> everyone's all kind of turned on unveiling well. unveiling mm-hmm. yeah. oh speaking of <laughs> i'm not sure where this is going <laughs> i don't like where this is going Wait, has always been one of my favorite characters so i'm really excited to see what happens with the whole vex gate and praetith and all of the uh, mm. uh copies that are left mm. of the original Ishkar collective <laughs> my name is beef <laughs> <laughs> What? The, what? what? In the chat. Bafe. It's. <laughs> oh. I like I like Anon's reading of it. <laughs> My name is, I'm more of a beef. I'm girl. hungry. <laughs> it's Bayf. Bayth. Now it says my name is Beef. I'm so confused. What the hell is <laughs> oh my god! I think somebody broke Anon. Why are we? Where are we? When are we? What are we doing here? I vote we answer a question 40 points. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> All right, now that Anon's away. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So, I, yeah, I, we, we, we can skip questions. That's fine. I don't really mind. I just didn't. I just didn't want Anon to skip questions. <laughs> I do. I do agree that uh, forty point three ties into that other question. If we just want to cover it all now. So the van the vanguard br said asked 
is Predith going to appear on the 19th of no- November when a chorus <clears throat> portal will be active? We don't have any uh, voice actors for him, do we? We haven't no. seen that yet. Um, no. We have seen a voice actor for Saint-14, though. We have. I know! I am excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 I was really excited there. <laughs> I would love if Freitas came out of the portal. I don't know if it's going to happen. Classic, and it would really narratively my mind in a really nice way. I just really want the nine to come out of the portal. Like, she she did it wrong, and it's the nine. It's linked back to Kokaitis. Oh, Oh my gosh. We just have a slug that flops out. No, no, even better. We come through the portal and we become the slug. It's just game over. Oh, God. (laughs) We pop out the other side and Kokaitis. And suddenly we're in a broken log. This one had a face. It was kind of screaming. And it was like, it reminded me the words, Ikora, Ikora, Ikora. What? (laughs) I would would literally throw my controller and and just, no, no. Someone in chat said, actually just building a taco bell in the tower which yeah not yeah that, that was from uh wasn't that <laughs> mr boop cannon official oh i don't know it was a while back so then Green, along with greatest what do you guys think about mm-hmm. the uh the rest of the copies that are working with him of the original ishtar collective i think that's I an think ingenious it's... way to retie them back in I also think it's nice it to see that Dwayne is not as much of a putz as we all thought he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, everyone dies equally in there, so. He's yeah. a, he's a pretty big putz, but it's nice to see him get a little bit of redeeming trash. I mean, I, I, feel like, I, I feel like he was just, you know, he had a bad day. He was he scared. Was, he was in, he was in 227 simulations. <laughs> I, I feel as though... It's, you can have a, one bad day. Yeah, none, none of us are going to look good in, the, in that kind of situation, really. <laughs> See, here's the like, thing, Bax. Did he have one bad day, or is it realistically like, that he had 200 200. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so right. That's like... Hang on, let me just... He, he was favorable in a couple on, of He's got to run some calculations had... on that. Yeah. That's like, that's like seven, that's like seven and a half months of bad days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's running calculations. It's not in a row. It's in parallel. Haven't haven't. But Baxter, Baxter, are those Venus days or Earth days? Oh no no uh, no, 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 no 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 no! Someone do the math. There he goes. There he goes. No 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 no. Next question. Oh my god! I didn't realize. Did you know the length of a day on Venus? Yeah. There we go. It's like it's a third of a year. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! I had a uh, an RP go very very wrong because of the length of the day on Venus. So, well, this time this is actually going a lot better than the last QLR. Like we've oh. gotten a lot less rabbit holes than last time. Well, that's because Anon <laughs> stepped away, <laughs> right? Spent like two hours just on rabbit holes last time, so we're actually doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yay! And green, you know, we're going flashbacks. back to. Just <laughs> say going back to aspect. They <laughs> seem to have seen. Well, when are you ever really done? Mm-hmm. 
No, but just answering the question, do we think Praetith will come out? They seem to have seen an opening of sorts. Do we think that is the portal that Ikora is making? And if so, regardless of what she's aiming for, could they find a way to get out alongside linking us to the Undying Mine? So I don't think it's the portal. And the reason I say that is because the part of the reason why they think they can get out is because it's linked to all these blips, right? The kind of pulses, as they put it. Except the pulses, like the implication seems to be that they're also tied to the darkness, right? And that they keep yeah. getting closer and more frequent, which seems to have this really ugly implication, which is just that, like, as the darkness eventually gets closer and closer, yeah, there's more likelihood that they could get out or communicate or at very least send some kind of telemetry. But it's nothing to do with Ikora's portal, and it's very much a thing of just like, hey, darkness is coming, and uh, yeah, we're in trouble. Could it be linked to the uh, Vex portals on the moon, then? As in the ones that are being created mm -hmm. as part of like the Vex incursion? Yeah, or... yeah, the Vex incursions. Because you didn't, they do seem to be getting more and more frequent. And they are linked to the soul divisive, which is a action of the darkness. But then again, mm -hmm. it depends because I okay, I'm trying to remember back to the exact wording of aspect. But don't the pulses yeah, coincide with Pradif getting the uh, like the visions of dark futures or seeing into them really briefly? I think so. I'm also looking back through. Was the line because he just kept having visions his whole time in the vault. Because mm, he kept and I think the lined up with the Ishar team showed up and he was like sending the Ishar teams out on those pulses. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it? Is that more when he was getting the signals from the the team? He was able to kind of because he built a full on radio at some point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exceedingly impressive. Gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. If that's not MacGyvering, then I don't know what is. <laughs> Will come out of the portal, but I think it'd be really, like, narratively very nice if he did come out. Mm -hmm. Imagine us just, like, Ikora building a portal, and like, oh, yeah, let's just type in this code, and boom, Undying Mind. You know how awkward that would be for anybody who doesn't read lore, though? That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. Would anyone know who in the world was coming out? Exactly. Like, the only ones we know within the Vex realm is Osiris. And they don't they don't even know about the Ishtar Collective unless they played D one and even then they wouldn't know that they were in the Vex portals. But at the same time oh, like walking into C fourteen, his dead body floating there with thousands like millions of Vex. We like, have tons of weapons and stuff. Like there's a there was a whole mission devoted to the same like the same aspect that Saint Fourteen did back in D one. We haven't had I, a ton of stuff on them. We found I, this ghost. There has been some reference in D one. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think we've had I, anything in game for D two. I feel as though if the if the writers wanted to include, if they wanted Predith to come out of the 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 portal, then they would find a way to give enough of an explanation that it would be okay for people that weren't really into the law. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a ton of things like you know, I I, I was I, I I feel like there's a lot of stuff that was in Forsaken. That was really only there because it was it was so um, it was stuff that the people who were into the law were really really excited about. Passionate you know? about. Mm -hmm. 
and it didn't stop them from doing it. I think if they if they wanted if they wanted to do it, they would find a way to make it understandable enough for the people that that weren't into the law, um, but still really make it awesome for the people that that did know what was going on. Just the fact that they reintroduced Praetis in the lore book mm-hmm. of Aspect, they usually don't introduce yeah. a topic unless it's going to be tied into the game at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, well, lately, <laughs> lately they seem to be <laughs> lately yeah. they seem to be tying things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know I stepped away for a minute, but I'm sure someone must must have mentioned that Praedith is literally escaping a Vex prison right now. Yeah, Yeah. that's what we're talking about now. We're talking about. um, Anyone's gonna come through it, right? It says the end of the Lord book says somewhere uh, they're always escaping. Somewhere um, the door is opening. Somewhere they are always stepping through. He's going to step through and pull out his ghost and just go to Orbit. He's like, I don't want any of this. <laughs> I'm done! <laughs> I need a cheese. Too bad I think we gave away his ghost. Yeah. It would no, have yeah. to give him his ghost back first. <laughs> yeah. I think actually Lakshmi give has it, that. Yeah, so. He's like, got to step out. Never over. getting that back. Give me back my ghost. Someone's going to sit there and be like, hey, do you want to do a raid? And he's going to be like, no, I did my time. I did my time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to boot up D1 and do Vault of Glass? We finally beat it. <laughs> A five-minute cutscene of him walking across the tower to Lakshmi. Just... Can you imagine how traumatic that would be for her? She doesn't even remember Lakshmi. him. Gosh, Lakshmi, yeah. She would just... I don't know. I think she'd freak out a little bit, like... Oh, I have yeah. your ghost. Don't get me wrong. It'd be like when Lakshmi Santa sees the feels... M&Ms. Lakshmi feels like the kind of person yeah. who would take I this in the like, yeah, for sure. The Warcult has been freaked out <clears throat> before, especially when it comes to the uh, God, what's the term they use for it? It's not the artifacts or the relic. The device. It's like the device. There we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the device occasionally freaks them out, but Lakshmi seems to take a lot of stuff in her stride and very sort of slowly and carefully and patiently. Like, there's never been a point at which she sits there and is flabbergasted. I think in the writing. Yeah. Even when you give her credits. Even when you give a Predator's ghost, she's like, oh, well, this is really strange, because I must have authorized future war cult headers. Cool, thanks, see you later. Oh, wait. She's in the no time to explain Lord Tab, because it's talking about a whole bunch of different people who are kind of future war cult-y, describing different like timelines, and they're analyzing it. And she says, yeah. personally, I think this is just getting fascinating. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter to her that there's this gun that plopped out of the Vex, you know, stronghold that is very clearly important and has been handed to us for a reason, probably by Braideth, if not, you know, for all the other different reasons that is suggested. And she's just like, this is turning out to be way more fascinating than I thought it would be. Like, look at all these potential possibilities. Man, that's mm-hmm. cool. So what did you do the other day, man? Uh, I, I was sitting here in the table. You were doing your time ready thing. But yeah, you know, it's... Do we know if they're even using the machine anymore? We just haven't got a lot of information about the factions at all, really. Mm-mm. I mean, I would guess that they are. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Like they're a cult, so <laughs> they're doing right. all I things. I can't imagine she was given a ghost for something she signed off for, had no recollection of, and didn't immediately start investigating. You know what was going on? Yeah. So I mean, like Baxter's shirt shows. There's Kabar, Praetith, and Pahannon. <laughs> but then there's also... <laughs> no one. There's well, also redacted, others. Redacted, redacted, and redacted. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's kind of like... Praetith was a special case where he 
he kind of still existed, but he was so lost. He, like, he what did that chorus say in Paradise? Like, names scribbled in margins of books types of thing. Names scribbled in the margin of a text. He is real. Yeah. So it was like, it was kind of this thing where, and, and Pahanan says, like, uh, Kabar opened the vault alone. He couldn't do it alone, but he did it because there was a fire team there and they just don't exist anymore. So it sounds like even Praetith to Pahanan, who was a friend, he didn't even remember that he and Kabar were friends, but they were. Yeah. Um, so what's going to happen if... What's going to happen <laughs> if... Can I just say I'm so glad someone else brought that up? Like, is that going to, like, snap back and it's like Praetith exists again and everyone who's ever known Praetith is going to be like, oh my god. Yeah, you. well, see, you think that the other fire team are just rewrote from history, so even Praetith doesn't know that they exist. Yes. Probably. You know, the Gorgons. What about Alamir? I want Alamir to come out. That's, mm. that's not a real name. Alamir exists. <laughs> in, in game, Alamir is a person. From the timeline. Uh, Samsara. Yeah. Yeah, Almir exists. Almir was Alamir. a warlock. We don't know anything. We don't know anything more about it, though. I'm sorry. I was just trolling you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you remove it? I didn't remove anything. The, the ship, Almir's lament. It's still in it. Well, wait. No, hang on. A L E M Y R. A L E M Y R. Samsara one. But Alamir's lament Alamir's isn't in there lament anymore. Is no, it was. Are it's we arguing what's on Ishtar Collective right now? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. half, half of I our think, half I of our debates. Alamir's lament was a legendary once. ship that had the flavor text. Um, uh, would that I could stop him from drinking? Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's never been on the Ishtar uh... because it's never been an unredacted. I was about to say, was it ever stopped him before he drank? Right, but I guess the question for the lament was: was it actually achievable? Was it actually able to be um, gotten in game? Because I know it was. Well, because that's what that's what Baxter's saying is like. There's there's a number of ships actually that are listed that weren't ever um, unlocked in game. His his letters from the wild. There there's that letters from the wild that. talks about Cade getting a reset because he mm-hmm. learned something that he wasn't supposed to know. That never made it into the game. Yeah. All I'm saying is I remember no. Alamir's Lament being on Ishtar and it's no longer on Ishtar. I, I don't think it ever has Look. been on Ishtar. I remember. It's just All like... Right. Maybe the maybe it was, uh, <laughs> Again, I love the detail that you're want. arguing about what's on Ishtar with Baxter, a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ishtar. Oh, that's a nice that's... name. <clears throat> Kind of amazing. My dad works at his <laughs> Be careful. Uh, they're recruiting for that infamous clan. My name is Ishtar. <laughs> or my dad is Ishtar, rather. Do we want to move on to the next question? This will probably yeah, be we said we were going to 15 minutes ago. Yes. What question are we on? We were on the and same one as when you left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We didn't want to move on without you. Of course. So, uh, the next question is from Kuliping. I'm guessing that's a verb. I'm not sure. 
Uh, has light. Wait, we didn't do Dev Hollow. Oh, no. Going oh, in order. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the next one is not. From oh, thank you. <laughs> no skipping. <laughs> sorry. So the next one is from Dev Hollow. Why are there so many similarities between the darkness and Aham, such as giving hallucinations and even the same syntax or something mine? The anomaly was known to give hallucinations. Same with the Black Garden and even the pyramid ships caused Callus to have visions to speak in the syntax of Aham. Furthermore, the Black Heart, which is known to cause hallucinations, look, looks remarkable, like Riven's Heart. Curious. When did the Black Heart give hallucinations? Was uh, that in... Um, I think, I think they're the referring Prince? to the end of Shadowkeep. Forsaken um, Prince? I don't know. The, end of the, one, the one thing I'd say about Riven's Heart, at very least, is that's, I think, more to do with the fact that she's been taken. Yeah. Nothing else. And if yeah. you take what the scant amount that's been said by the developers um, about the process of being taken, it's supposedly you are transported to another dimension before darkness, and then you are corrupted by it. Hence why it's, you know, it looks dark. It is taken. It's got the energy of the darkness in it. I mean, there's that. Also, is there... I, okay, I may be drawing a blank here, and I may just be losing it, but is that actually an instance of the darkness, or something that is assumed to be the darkness, using, oh, something mine? Not that I'm aware. Because, yeah, like, I One do thing not know an instance. It's always uh, been an avatar. Well, I, I th maybe that's in the fact that people want to. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. Think, Guardian, go ahead. No, no, no. No. I was just going to say, I was wondering if that was maybe in the fact that uh, people are thinking back to Callus's run in with something out there in space and then him starting to reference. Mm. Uh, so maybe they're thinking that he ran into the darkness and then started talking in the syntax of, oh, mm. whatever mine. Maybe that's the connection that is being referred to. Yeah, because Callus calls us, oh, shadow mine. Hmm. But we don't entirely know what he ran into. Here's, here's the thing, though. With that, there's also, and I hate to bring up speculation, especially when it's from Truth to Power. Mm. Uh, there's that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. There's that question of is this actually just a, uh, a common device that happens to get used by the Ahamkara, but is in fact. Um, just kind of like a, what's the phrase I'm looking for here? Anthemana theme? Not an anthemana theme, <laughs> but basically it's something that allows you to... Shibboleth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually, I think that is actually what I'm looking for. Basically, it's, it's yeah, it's a shibboleth. It's something that you say, and if you understand the meaning of it, and if you understand what you're doing with it, um, it has a certain possessive power. It's basically sorcery for those who know how to use it. It's a bind. It's a spell of sorts. Yeah, and that's actually in the in the that, that's how it's described in one of the Truth to Power books. Yeah, that, um, it links me back to it, right? Like that's the whole point. Which is, if it's if that is actually what it is, if you trust Truth to Power, which again, don't always trust Truth to Power, um, then Callus is just using that, and it's not actually bound to the Ahamkara or the darkness. It's just a general thing that people can use. So if that's true, like I could technically go, oh Baxter mine or oh Anon or oh pig mine, you know, and it would yeah, it would have an effect if I was able to do it correctly. Be careful. Good point. It's wow. the, 
Wow, Bife. I think the Things thing that's not missing, yes, it's indeed. being invoked in a lot of different ways, but there's no power behind it. Because right. the Ahamkara actually have the power to be able to utilize it. Exactly. It's right. True. And that's, Kallus just repeats it. <clears throat> right. And that's that's mentioned in, yeah. Because that's the whole thing of number point three, <laughs> so, I think. So Callus is a poser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, understand the power behind just the words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those but cool I, guys said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it on Reddit. If I say it enough, they'll believe me. <laughs> I heard it if on I Reddit. S- if I say it enough, they'll believe me. The internet, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say it louder and your point will get across. Ugh. Because volume has everything to do with being correct. Right? <laughs> correct! <laughs> My main argument for like there being a connection between all of them is because narratively life that stuff happens you get coincidence like normal like we just all kind of circle around the same thing narratively you have to think about everything you're writing multiple like groups saying the same thing narratively you're making a choice to connect those which usually means that they are connected all right and worm gods have been theorized to kind of like fall on the same level zol talks about you will drift in the deep the darkness so there's but he met a worm god that he thought was the darkness. Mm. Or even if... Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. You go. I talked a whole bunch. I was just going to state, well, if we're going back to the thought that those are just words of power, then some of the ties between, say, the worm gods and the Amkara, it doesn't necessarily link them together as like a same species, just mm-hmm. the fact that they both understand the power behind those words. And, yeah. and then what that does is it actually, you know, separates a lot of these entities as not necessarily being the same, but just having the same understanding. Um, and then that goes back to, you know, where do they get this original power from? Yeah. Uh, and even in Truth to Power, it talks about the phrase there. And when it talks about the Ahamkara and the Worm Gods, it comments on something very similar to that, which is that they both use the phrase and they both kind of understand it. But it's partly because they've evolved separately and they generate... Um, the phrase as part of trying to fill an ecological niche again from truth to power so do you trust it is the question but yeah. you know if if that's the case then that is a very valid explanation for what's going on i think i think one of the something that that i know we've discussed before um is like what are the what are the rules of the universe that that that, that we live in the destiny is set in and like you know, is the power to take something that is, you know, you like, could it, if anybody knew how to do it, could they do it? Or is it, is it limited to only certain people who can do it? And I feel like that's, you know, like, is it a sign? Sorry. It's surely tied to some level of paracausality, right? Well, surely it must be. But I, but I mean, I, I don't know, like. Can as, anyone reach that point? Yeah. Like as, as. Can guardians do that? Theoretically? I wonder if it has something to do with the affiliation. So, not a normal civilian can cast Golden Gun. They don't have the the tie-in to the Traveler. Mm. But perhaps the because Oryx had the Avatar or like was the Avatar or whatever we're calling them of the Darkness was able to take because he mm. had that deeper connection with them. Well, maybe, but you know, like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. 
I, I, I guess all I'm trying to say is it's interesting to know, you know, is that the phrase, oh, bear a mine and any power that it might have, mm-hmm. um, you know, is it is it limited? Is Is the power associated with it limited to certain people? Is it limited to Ahamkara and worm gods or, you know, when Callus is using it, maybe maybe there is some power behind. It. Oh, I feel like Callus is just a blowhard, but that's just he definitely. Or at least now he knows. One. Now he knows the words. Now he just needs to learn how to back them. But there's mm-hmm. a possibility there. Maybe because there could be like I mean there there could be reason of everything where it is from the darkness. the The term itself is of the darkness. And that's why the worm gods use it. And that's why Ahamkara use it is because they've been using the darkness. And so it would make sense for Kallus to either, if he did really meet the darkness, for him to use it. Or if he's just posing because he wants it to seem like he met the darkness mm-hmm. to use it. Because he like knows, like, oh, hey, they use this. So if I use this, people think that I'm like part of the darkness. But think about think about like where dark and light come from. Dark and light aren't... Um, original concepts. Those were the rules that the gardener and the winnower, and I'm sorry to bring it back to unveiling, but those were the rules that they instituted on the universe. So light and dark paracausal forces were brought into the universe by the, the winnower and the gardener. But then there's also the worm gods and the ahamkara, which have paracausal abilities. So maybe the, the, the incantation of, oh, something mine is actually from the time before the universe. And that's like drawing on that power. And that's, that's part of it for them. Like maybe they come before the universe. So into that, that the worm gods came from the garden. Yeah. There was that. Where oh, wait, like, the worms Aldrin. fell out into the universe. I'm not sure what entry that was. In. Zero, but there was something it was about the winnower and the garden are fighting in the garden. Yeah, it is causing the, the unborn universes to expand, and for the worms that were in the ground in the garden fell out into those universes. It is T equals zero. I don't necessarily like link it as a thing of saying, like, yes, it was definitely the worms. There's a mm-hmm. neat tie-in and implication there, but even then, I'd, I'd be very, I'd, I'd be really hesitant personally to do it. Then again, like, also, um, I think there is a. Uh, I think there's a much bigger kind of problem with the idea there, which is that you're assuming that everything we see out of unveiling is correct. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if this is all a big act of deception, we don't know if we can trust even the first principles of what's been said, a.k.a. there was a garden before time, a.k.a. we are the beings that fought in that garden. If you kind of get what I mean. Like, it's, yeah. it's putting a, it puts a lot of faith in something that may yeah. just be a load of nonsense the other well, aspect i think to keep in mind is the fact that we are we are assigning light and darkness as two separate sources of power whereas mm-hmm. in many ways they've demonstrated multiple times that they are very very similar if not the same actual power they're just being yeah. used in different ways yeah i've actually always linked them back to star wars as like the force you have a power and the different ways how you uh, you show that power, you end up with the dark side and light side. They're using the same the same power in the same way that we are channeling this original power uh, in a different way because it's just how the traveler allows us to manifest that. Uh, but that being said, if this is all the same wavelength, there would be no reason that in theory we could not 
harness the power of the dark or the deep. Um, it's just a different manifestation of that that power spectrum, and there's just different different sides to it. Back to the idea of that we could can we could obtain that power. Kind of it goes back to the, kind of the morality battle of if we obtain that power. Or, like now, so if we obtain that power, does it make us dark because we're taking it? Like, because that's the only difference in power. It's like you said, it's, it's, it's the same it. thing. It's just how you use it mm-hmm. that changes if you are yeah. good or evil. Yeah. In evil ways, like if we go skinning people and murdering people, we have them become evil. It's still the same power, strength to farm a field as we are to murder people. But because we're using it to kill and harvest meat instead of farming, it's a trolley problem. Yeah. Yeah. Could we take that power and use it for whatever means we wanted? For our special opinion on this, we go to Shin Malfa. How are you? Oh my god. So that's the biggest kind of thing there. It's like so if the O if we're looking at the O mine as an actual like power in words, would be able to take it. So we would is to use that power gods in the hive they are using the same power we do but they're using it in a dark way that makes them would that be the would that be the power that makes them evil or just their application of it and if we go yeah because we go back to the original the order versus chaos Mm -hmm. uh, are we just are we able to have both powers and you know we can kind of decide how we use them as as was mentioned shin he's his shadows are they're kind of riding that gray we're kind of sliding towards the point where we are using both powers but, but for they, a different means they ride the gray in the terms of they use a construct of a dark power whereas i get i would assume what guardian yeah. saying to to invoke the o, o blank mine that's it would the to use the actual power itself. Like, like guardians are conductors. You know, we we conduct solar energy, arc energy, void energy, whereas we would conduct a new energy. He, I right? My, yeah. What do we think was harnessed by the shadows that got taken out by Shin? Though, do we the think form? that they, that they could have, could they could were they on a path of kind of swapping sides, if you will? Or were they would would they be able to kind of have that that power of the darkness if they went far enough? Did you get like what was Dredgen Yor down? How far did he go? He that's what I mean. I don't think he did. I don't think he went anywhere new. He just did light powers in bad ways. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, do have... I, I would have to say that, like, you know, in because chat, we're talking about that in chat right now. Uh, we're also talking about like the ability of take and stuff like that. But you know, I, I'm gonna have to say, like, I think the the question of, and this is I'm probably reiterating what all of you are saying, it's not the energy because energy is energy. It's it's that's just it. It's energy. It's how you use it. It's what you use it for that determines whether or not it's quote unquote good or evil. And it's also the perception of what it's being used on. I mean, you know, like Guardian was given the example of, you know, killing. There's a lot of arguably just wars that have taken place. And it's like, who's who's to say, you know, that that was that was evil 
who's to say that it wasn't? I'm, I'm not going to weigh in on either side, but, you know, the often, often case is Victor writes the history. So, of course, the victor is always on the side of the good, you know, in, in like in I, we, we kind of talked about this in one of the earlier one of the episodes that we just did with Focus Fire. It's whenever you have armies that fight each other, it's very rare to see an army that's like, yes, we're evil. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's always going to be we're the good guys. They're the bad guys. And the opposite is true on the other side. We're the good guys. Mm-hmm. They're the bad guys. Like, it doesn't matter what side of the conflict you're on. That's going to be what you're told, because that is the the uh, the the prerogative of those different armies. And that's how you get the general population to support them is we are doing this for you. And they did a really good job with Gaul in the vanilla D2 of that because they presented Gaul as a hero to the cabal. To him, he was a hero in his own story. To us, he was the villain. But to the cabal, mm-hmm. he was the hero. He was the one that was going out and capturing the traveler to bring that power into their empire, and you know, and that just happened to mean that he was taking that power away from us, which you know was a problem. <clears throat> um, yeah. But which... I think the application of anything that would be binding somebody against their own will would be, I think, considered not necessarily evil, but detrimental to uh, any but would it is prison like is prison is prisoning the, is imprisoning a night. criminal a detriment or a benefit so orcs well, depends on what side you are of that argument but that's orcs my point it's relative things. it's relative oh. it, but again if, i think that you, also goes back to the same thing we talked about with the gardener and the widower yes. it's all about your morality and your perspective right. because like I said, I think you can't look at one action and judge a person. You know, no, it's the that's... same that you were talking about the energy and everything. Mm-hmm. It's how you use it. And it's not like, oh, the first action you do with it, you've decided you're light or dark. And that's where I do think kind of like Star Wars has that very definitive line. Like you are one or the other. Um, and I think that's where destiny differs because <laughs> you, they're now opening up other options. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but, but... And to travel, and, and uh, Wicked is saying a fair point too, is because technically Green talking about entrapping, that's so what, what the traveler did to us. Yeah, I mean, only kind of, sort of. No, I mean the, the traveler did the tra- go live his own life. Well, he was still talked about how he was bound. He wants to be yeah, rid he's, of. I mean, he's still bound by the Samsara of the traveler. The ghost is yeah. still there. Now you know you see die. Toland. You see, yeah, Toland's the only one Eris. who succeeded. I mean, technically, Eris has succeeded. It just wasn't True. necessarily not purposeful her, on her intent. But you know, they're still bound to this this concept of the samsara, this loop of of life and death. And to be fair, also, we don't know that the drifter. I mean, to really throw a wrench in it, we don't know that the drifter is actually acting against an intent. Because no one, none of the guardians or none of the risen light bearers, whatever you want to call them, none of them remember their first life. So they only know, and, and I mean, it, how, it depends on how far down the rabbit hole you want to go. But if they're rewriting the neural pathways to that extent, because when you come back as a guardian, you're still able to speak, you're still able to move, you're still able to do basic functions. But 
you're not able to remember certain things. It's it, there's a large debate on what neurological damage has been done in that component that allows you to do those functionalities. And you still have muscle memory of certain things. You still have a personality because that's how you determine your classification. Because the classification okay, for a Titan, right. Warlock, and Hunter is bad. Well, no, and, right, right. But um, that's my <laughs> point. Is like it's you know there's there's still shadows of something. But is that the shadow of what the host was, or is that something else that has been inserted into the host and is but being that's bound the whole to thing it? That happens with Oryx, and that goes back <clears throat> to the idea that the concept of the power that Oryx used is really not so different in many oh, ways yeah. than what the oh, Traveler yeah. used. A hundred percent. Going off of what you're saying there, Blue, then, you know, if, if Guardians were risen, uh, what's, if we're going off of our, if we're not being rewrit, uh, would we come back as Dark Guardians, per se? Or, you know, the fact that we say all Guardians having kind of a same goal, or at least a same, we're bound in the same way, it would be almost as if the Traveler has chosen us and we have to follow that aspect. Um, because otherwise, if it was just a power bringing us back, why wouldn't we have some dark guardians that followed the you know the the, the deep or the darkness aspect well, of that because they've been that called. energy Ex- yeah exactly. exactly but i mean but yeah, I mean, that being said though but that being said too is i i mean again depending on how far back out of the, out into the picture you want to pull i'm just saying the illusion of free will is still an illusion even though if you're caught up in it it's it feels like you have choice i mean the drifter could be doing what he is doing because the drifter is the one that everyone always throws up there as, oh, this is a person who's rebelling against it. I mean, sure, if you're looking at it at, at his specific level, but if you start pulling back on on a larger picture, he starts having more and more functionality that actually, from a, whole, a holistic standpoint, makes a lot more sense. He's actually a weaving, he's actually a thread in this weaving that is arguably very essential in building out the ultimate you know picture that is being there then we get into predestination as yeah uh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no i mean it's and, and that's what i'm saying is how far down the rabbit hole yeah. do you want to go because but that's where you want to follow mm-hmm. if we're following back right. into the unveiling right. it's the we are the planting of the flowers we are each flower being planted yeah yeah yeah, and then uh, there's kind also of, the the the, epi- the the pod where Ghost makes a comment about having a conversation yeah, with a guardian prior to right now. <laughs> a conversation <laughs> prior to them coming back and the and the individual refusing. So then you also have that. Uh on the topic of like having a choice though, like you know, you can be the you can be a guardian, etc. With the mm-hmm. with the Kentark three, uh, there's this description of three of them all going into the garden and all finding the power. And then with I think it was Divinity when that lore tab was released, it was learned that two of them were fighting one of them. So yes. it seems like yeah. all three of them got the power, and two of them might have been like, "We got this power. The traveler it, left us for dead. We need to be with the winnower." Right. And the other one's like, "No, we got this power, but we're still with the traveler." And that was also the one that was, because uh, one of the one, the one who actually was part of the Crypticon told the uh, the ti- I think it was the Titan, "You're going to carry it because I don't trust myself." Yeah. Ooh, it's the hunter. It's the hunter. Mm-hmm. Or the hunter. Okay. Yeah. 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 
but he, but basically the, the the one who was the one who was told by the Sybil to go to the Black Garden to get the power mm-hmm. said I don't want to touch I basically it sounded like I don't want to touch it you're going to carry it cuz you're more the stronger one you're a stronger person and yeah. that was the I I took it as that was the one that was fighting against the other two yeah like they all got it and yeah. he was right like I shouldn't have touched it now yeah, I'm a bad guy pretty much yeah bang bang you know that was that was an bang, interesting bang, injury to. <laughs> but yeah, um, should we move so, on to another question? Or well, I I I can't. I think I should probably leave soon. Um, start to yeah, wrap. I figured. Up. Yeah. <laughs> You're indeed correct. Yeah. Yeah. But we we got through. Good mark. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, three why three hours is good. On another one. Hmm. Damn. Well, Baxter, I'm terribly sorry that we're only get it, getting it down to about 89 questions this time, but we're, we're going to get there eventually. Hey, at least I, it I'm went really down like this it. time. It didn't go I'm back really, up at the end. <laughs> I think this has gone really well. Hmm. You think we're going to get Kenturk 3 this week? I think we will. I hope we, hope we do. Oh, If we see Kenturk 3 this week, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm excited cool. to see what will. Yeah. I I personally think we're going to see Saint Fourteen come out of that portal. <laughs> I think we are going to either see him come out of the portal, or we're going to go into the portal and be about to kill the Undying Mind, and then he's going to come along, steal the kill, and be like, "Oh, so. just headbutt everything, dude." <laughs> if Saint Fourteen awesome. flies by and shoulder charges or knees the uh, uh, the Undying Mind, <laughs> no, that's Vel- Vel- Tarlo does the death <laughs> above. <laughs> Best day ever. But I know it's not going to be what Ikora has planned. Yeah. Well, because like in in one of the videos that they had early on um, where they were talking about how they want to move to a a living story, you know, with each season for next season, they were talking about fix the timeline. Yeah. What better way than to bring St. 14 to modern time? Right. Well, definitely I mean, think we still have the back related. to yeah. We still have the back yeah. to the future reference with the shotgun. Oh no. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, I, yep. Mean, I mean, I, I w- think, yeah. Green I Green's head. It. Green's head is just. It's a cool loop. <laughs> I hate. Thing fourteen hate. is not coming out either. One yeah, of two things are going to happen. Either the backs are going to be pissed at us that we beat that. They're going to reverse time, or they're going to um not reverse time, stop time, or. It's gonna break time. the 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 gate is literally gonna break time. That's what I'm. Whatever saying. happens, it's gonna be a giant CF, and once again, our guardian's gonna have to clean it up. <laughs> we turn on that gate, and time rewrites itself. Yeah, you time is gonna stop. Gate, the Vex We're gonna mad, use Rasputin to go after your grandfather to kill you before <laughs> you've even been born. Oh God! <laughs> so talking about causal dilemmas, Vex, which you've captured, so that you can fight that other Vex construct that's been sent back. No, I always I mean, hope that after fix. All, after all, that Vex Skynet comes online, and I mean, it's a mess anyway, and you unintentionally. No, oh my god. I bet I. But I then you have to become it. your own grandfather, and then, like, yeah. I bet we go through and we end up flying over this landscape type thing. And then all of a sudden, you hear a voice. Whether we wanted it or not, we started to <laughs> a war with Cabal on Mars. <laughs> I had kind of hoped that uh, the fix the timeline was we go through the portal and someone hands us a piece of paper from Bungie with the actual uh, timeline of Destiny. 
So There's we have not eight gonna be things. that. <laughs> That's what I was <laughs> the timeline. No, I was like, Bungie's gonna God, finally no. give us an actual timeline. No, is that what no, that no. means? God, God no. You know how difficult <laughs> it would be to like. Oh no. They're fixing it do finally. We, do, do we know how difficult it would be? Hmm. In chat, Sean. Well, there's been attempts. Google Doc. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of any attempts. That oh my god. Yeah, Sean, Sean knows about the Google Doc that Bungie has. <laughs> Oh man. I do I do hope I mean I, I know that there is a thing, but um I I would much I kinda I would much rather see top of my list <sighs> any of the Ishtar collective. Thanks, Anon. Yep. <laughs> wow. Second on my list would be the uh, the Exo Stranger. And third on my list would be Predith. <clears throat> Predith and the Exo Stranger, and they're like, "Could you imagine the Exo Stranger? It's just the Maya Sundaresh Exo body, and we're like Exo Stranger, and she's like Maya Sundaresh." Could you imagine how absolutely confused the Ishtar Collective team would be coming out? Oh my god! Right, having seen Guardians. <laughs> I mean, they've well, they met they, they Praetith. doesn't have a ghost, but he yeah. he explained. You could tell him about it at least. Yeah, yeah. It was like we're flying and, and I, I lightning. They, they maybe we're walking into a dinner party between Praetith and yes. the Ishtar Collective. Or, or maybe the maybe the Ishtar um, Collective. RSVP. We don't have food for you. Maybe the Ishtar. <laughs> it's okay. They they are simulations, so they, <laughs> yeah, they don't need to eat. There's plenty. <laughs> 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 Maybe Rufio, like Rufio. Maybe they would come through, and we'd be like, "Yeah, you must be, you must be pretty overwhelmed by all I'm of these." The Guardian these got, got the reference on that one. I got it. And, too. and no, I got oh, it. I got it. <laughs> and uh, maybe they come through, and they're like, "Oh, you must be pretty overwhelmed by all of these Guardians." They just be oh, like, like "No, no, nah, nah, we've we've seen some pretty, we've seen some pretty insane stuff. This is quite quite mild. Quite actually. tame." Uh, <laughs> This is pretty boring. And then if a guardian goes flying off the tower. Dwayne ah. joins them. Hmm. <sighs> Imagine the reaction to a guardian jumping off the tower. <laughs> we had this conversation. Yourself. We had this conversation. <laughs> We've been working so hard and you're just killing yourself. <laughs> oh my god, they just jumped over. Uh, every rape. Uh, so here's it's, the thing: yeah. the the tower workers they don't react at all when we jump over the edge. <laughs> According to the Val Law tab, Jax releasing doves was enough to give at least a few of them a near heart attack. Mm. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that there is there. What was it that She Bear was saying? Is there's actually a line on the PA system yeah, that it's like, where... oh, jumper confirmed to be guardian, resume <laughs> work. It's like, oh my god, like that is the guardian. It's like. Can you imagine dog, the actually. like the psychological yo-yoing that goes on with this this place? It's like someone jumped. We got a yeah, but, yeah, we got a jumper. Okay, wait five minutes. We gotta confirm. Oh no, that was an actual person. Oh no, no, it was a guardian. I was like, I'm Goodbye, like, oh Phil. my god. Yeah. Oh. What do you think they do with all the bodies? Oh, but surely I don't know. Like ghosts. <laughs> Sorry, it's I world that. hunger. That's what you do with it. Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 But you, humanity. When you, when you die. Miss Hyvin's just like, I'm done. I'm yes. done. I'm leaving. I want to thigh. 
when you die in like a mission or like a or like a whatever, like a like in the, in a patrol, your body doesn't hang around afterwards. Yes, it, it does. I always go back. No, to my no, body. It, it does. Well, it does for a little bit. Yeah. It hangs around, like then it, it disappears. It around, but yeah, then it disappears. Realistically, because video game, I like. Yeah. Having you said know, that'd that, be a great no, way to learn how to she came back with more. We have this, we have this, we have this. Because, like, um, they in disintegrate. the Saimota Ghost, uh, it talks about how she brought Saimota... Yeah, Yuka talks about how she brought Saimota back 43 times, but on the 44th, Omnigal's worm rot set in, and it wasn't possible for her to bring her back anymore. So the body mm. is somewhat persistent. Yeah. <laughs> Chat, well, Chat yeah. just made the point for Anon. What do you think holds up the wall? Oh, yeah, it's just like a <laughs> there's, there's oh my god! A it's Attack on Titan. It is Titans. <clears throat> oh my yeah, god! It is actually You're right. We we get teleported into the wall upon death, and a new <laughs> clone comes back. Uh. Oh. Gosh. This took a very okay. dark turn. You know, it would be really weird. Following about, it would be really weird if the bodies just like disintegrated because like there are like fallen and stuff who are like, "Haha, I've claimed this guardian's head." <laughs> <laughs> oh, wicked in chat! But only if the ghost resurrects them. Can you imagine that? You, you, turn, you turn around momentarily, you've just put the skull on the spike, and then you, you, you turn back to it, and then suddenly the hunter that you just killed and claimed the skull from is holding it out in one hand and saying, Ah, alas, I knew him well. And <laughs> oh, it's just, gosh. It's just like, oh, <laughs> you, you, well done. You, you well, don't goof. Well, now, now see, what if, it's, what if it's a load-bearing skull? <laughs> That's how it they collapse a, the city. It's the skull well, fort. Is it an <laughs> I have a whole other name for that. And is, um, is, is the coconut strung out between the two of them? I'm just... <laughs> but, but no, like then this it starts bringing into question. Like, what about the crucible? Hmm. With all the dead bodies, are there just there? bodies That's what laying everywhere? For. Sweeper bot sweeps up the bodies after each match. Oh, um, like it's all just you know. I think I feel like this kind of stuff can be more hand waved for the sake of convenience. To really... <laughs> game, game mechanics. There's, yeah, like there's there is that point at which you just sit there and you have to say because video game, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if J.K. Rowling's gonna retcon that wizards teleport the poop straight from their body, <laughs> it wasn't straight from their bodies. <laughs> It was after. Oh. It was after. Okay. I mean, really, this she is, retcons this is like... so much. Now we're getting into <laughs> how the guardians use the bathroom. <laughs> but they Not can use the bathroom. When, whenever the whenever the their bowels are full, they just throw themselves off a building. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that makes <laughs> they always res you with full bowels. <laughs> oh god! Oh man! If you were res with full bowels, you will always full bowels. Oh, that is kind of confirmed because Drifter, when he gets revived, doesn't he say yeah. he's still starving? He's still oh, hungry. A full reset would be easier. That means you come back as you were. So if you had a full bow, you would come back with a full bow. <laughs> this is going to be like insult to injury to the people. Chat just said below, poop lore is good lore. No. <laughs> Chat's also the one. Wicked, wicked and Chat's the one that said the wall is built literally on the back of Titans. 
Uh, I mean, that's that's really going to be insult to injury uh, for the people down in this city. You leap off the building, your body hits the ground, and they're traumatized, and then just you know evacuate your bowels. And they're like, oh. <laughs> I mean, that's what, what happens. That is, yeah, mm, yeah. I don't know why, but my armor's fitting better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut up. Right. Zulu just said, this I advertised the stream to, to my entire server, and now we're talking about poop. This is how you know we've, we've peaked. Now we know we're done. Uh, I think the question was, are we ready to end? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we read in Unveiling, you know. Uh, cool. So we're going to wipe then? Yeah. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Nice. Nice, Anon. Oh, oh, that was oh, good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. I am done with this kind of party going back and forth. <laughs> so yeah, you can't get to wipe, though. Once to fight it out solo. <laughs> I said I was going to stop and Lou just let it run on. Mm. There is an opportunity. Does anyone have a self res? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, don't worry, guys. I got a bubble. Yeah. No. Okay. Oh gosh. Um, this was like I said, lots of fun. Are we all waving? Is that the thing? Yeah, it's for waving. <laughs> like for I said, I'm going to post podcast. I'm going to yeah for the audio. I'm going to put everyone's <laughs> links up on uh, thelornetwork.com. So be sure to check that out when we get that up there. And then I'm sure uh, Bife, uh, Loose Cannon, and I don't know what Baxter's now. Now he's infected green. They're um, all doing the wave. I don't know what they're doing. It's a viral thought. It's a viral. Oh god! <laughs> listen, <laughs> Embaru, I listen, Imbaru. But yeah, so we'll we'll get all that information out to everyone. Uh, but thank you as always for tuning in, and we will see you guys in three months. I guess. Woo! Mm-hmm. So yeah, should we do these Bye. later in the season? Yeah, I figure uh... we do them once a quarter. Well, I mean, because uh, like right like right before the new season like, starts. Well, I mean, we're we, we, we had this just when before this, the Undying this, Line, yeah. like the big finale of the season. Yeah, we can. Yeah. I mean, it, it just also depends on how their schedule syncs with everyone else's schedule. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, more next time. <laughs> but yep. So everybody, Bye. just clear your schedules now. Yeah, geez. Okay. Right. <laughs> Baxter, <laughs> all right, <laughs> nice stream. <laughs> Bye. Cool. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Are we still live? No, I turned it off. No. But we are don't, now don't, don't, live. don't tell Baxter <laughs> that. Don't tell Baxter. <laughs> He's still waving Bye, at people. <laughs> if it's okay, I'm okay. going to love you all and leave you because I'm starting to. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. I just went back to this. Yeah, like I'm getting great. I got to go back to a work trip. I leave in a couple hours, so. I have to go okay. put my brain back in order and my Baxter. house because the dogs tore everything apart. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Baxter. Adios. Oh, thank you. Take care. Happy birthday, Baxter. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, guys.